So back at Katara and Sokka's village, we meet their grandmother, Grand Grand. I'm going to try and <laughs> replicate, yeah, replicate the noise. That was pretty good. That was uh, not bad. Um, Call me Grand Grand. Call me Grand Grand. Yeah, call me Grand Grand. Welcome to Cup of Canon, a podcast dedicated to the discussion and celebration of our favorite stories. Whether it's anime, sitcoms, films, oh God, shut up, or novels, each season we are passing you a great big cup so that you can sip the tea of your most beloved fictional Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. This season on Cup of Canon, we bring you Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh my god, it was choreographed that time. <laughs> we already practiced it once. <laughs> Incredibly impressive. Um, I am your host, Camille Edwards. Joining me today is your co-host and my... Wow. Joining me today is your co-host, co-host and my sister... <laughs> She's a firebending prodigy, she having is. taught Lo and Lee everything they know. Oh, of course. And one hell of a pie show player. Did she just call you old? It's Peyton Edwards. <laughs> it's me. It's me. Hootie hoo. Hootie hoo. The opposite of old, really, in this case, but. Yeah. <laughs> also climbing aboard Alpha Saddle is our special guest star for this season of Cup of Cannon. Now that Yue's out of the picture, he's next in line to the Water <laughs> Tribe's throne. <laughs> No, spoiler warning, spoiler. <laughs> Shit. Oh Sorry, my what? god. <laughs> um, he's got luscious locks that rival the Ember Island player version of Zuko. Oh, it's oh. Taylor Rao. <laughs> yes, it is I. You want, yeah, to say something to the Hello. folks at home. Happy to be here. <laughs> so happy. <laughs> <laughs> On Cup of Cannon, we are setting sail through the Four Nations to offer insights, fun facts, and some bitchin' commentary about the entire narrative and universe of Avatar The Last Airbender. Hell yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Today, we will be tackling the first three episodes, The Boy in the Iceberg, The Avatar Returns, and The Southern Air Temple. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, and for... Anyone listening, here's a big old spoily warning for you, okay? If that wasn't apparent before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for real. <laughs> Sorry. Um, you know, here's a, here's a warning about the spoiler that I already spoiled. Okay, great. <laughs> In today's and every episode of this season, we will be referencing the entire Avatar canon. This includes and is not limited to Avatar, Legend of Korra, the graphic novels, and more. Oh, you forgot now. M. Night Shablamalams. Absolutely. Can't forget you that. You know, I was going to include old Shammy, but that <laughs> technically he's not canon. Like, anything he does is, like, we do not register as part of the I mean, valid. Okay, I fucking <laughs> Mike not. and Brian were not part of that project. <laughs> they right. were not. So, I mean, it exists in our concept of the Avatar universe, but it is not the biblical canon oh which we are referring to. Might as, well be, might as well be fan art. Mm-hmm. A really big budget fan <laughs> art. Um, okay, so no episode of Cup of Cannon would be complete without sipping on a literal cup of cannon. Oh. Am I right? What? Okay. Yes. So, Taylor, talk to me about this. What? Yeah, so I, we, I'm going to pass yeah. the baton to you. Absolutely. Yeah, so we had this cute little idea where, like, 
I mean, of course, you know, Cute. we have to drink while we do everything, of course. <laughs> so <why> not? Wow. <laughs> Being in the service industry makes you that way. Yes, oh. absolutely. We've all worked in, you know, service industry restaurants through college and whatnot. So... Um, we just thought it would be really cute to have like a little cocktail that we sip while we do the podcast, you know, loosen up, make it a little bit more fun. And we had this awesome idea to have like a themed cocktail for like the I episodes. I love how much you're bragging on our ideas. Like we have this brilliant, thank you very much. Wow. We are really bringing the dicks to the table today. <laughs> Don't sell yourself short. Sure. So yeah, we're going to have a little themed drink mm-hmm. for each episode of the podcast and when we get mm. to the point in the avatar the last airbender episode recaps that it becomes like applicable to like the drink we're gonna we're gonna like bring it up and tell you a little bit about like what we've been kind of sipping so on stay tuned what we've been sipping on a little cup of cannon and yeah stay tuned when we get to the point in the episode we'll uh we'll bring it up actually but unfortunately for me in the u.s uh i'm under the age of 21 so i'll be having in a the fun US, little for all our international for all, our <laughs> international for all our friends across the pond um uh your friendly 19 year old viewer and commentator will be drinking a little sober cup of cannon so joy two Boo. cups in one I know. <laughs> are you gonna mention are you gonna mention your own cup of, like do you, you i oh, guess yeah. you have a literal cup of cannon today. i do i do yes I, I was anticipating you sipping on like a, an orange oh juice. That is literally what i was thinking yeah. too <laughs> i'm like no bitch i'm gonna bring my own like yeah. that's what's happening so yeah they're gonna be themed yeah Can't wait. pretty much Gorgeous. Aww, um, I'm so excited. Cool. Okay, let's do this. <laughs> oh, I am too. Yay. God, I'm so lame. I love every second of it. <laughs> um, <clears throat> well, guys, I don't know about you, <laughs> but I'm looking to grab a gorgeous girl to crack open that ice cube mm. that I've been sleeping in, Ooh. and I'm ready to dive in <laughs> to today's episode. Let's do it. All right. Hell let's do yeah. It. I've been waiting all week. Episode for this. one. The boy in the iceberg. Wait. (laughs) Are we even going to talk about like the, like the intro? Because it's different. Oh yeah. The intro comes before the actual title screen. Thank you. Did I just cut you off? I'm sorry. Girl, I have an entire section on this intro. Oh my God. Let's do this. Let's go. Do you guys, first of all, do you guys have the script pull up in front of you or am I just like oh, talking no. and you're no, talking, you, baby? We are, we are vibing oh, off I of what really you are dishing out. <laughs> wow. I was like, why are you guys like commenting when you're not supposed to? It's clearly not written in the script. <laughs> 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 like, what's going Whoa. on? Anyways. Okay, great. So <laughs> we're going to dive Sorry, in. <laughs> Sorry. Um, we're going to dive in to The Boy in the Iceberg, episode one. Oh We're all really excited about this. First of all, I do want to state that um, I feel like, okay, so I've watched this series shockingly. Okay, most of my favorite series I've seen, I mean, I can't even count the number of times that I've seen or read certain series. Yeah. And this one, I actually know that I have now seen only in, in its entirety three times through. That oh, is BS. How is well, that possible? I mean, I, I, because I mean, I'm sure I've seen like random episodes here or there, like millions of times. But like it, to sit down and watch the whole thing through, I've only done it three times. I've done it that's true when it was actually happening, like right. you know, live. Right. Um, and then when Peyton and I actually became friends. <laughs> Oh, good lord. After the Chubwub stage, and I actually liked you. After the Chubwub, after I literally... <laughs> after God, speaking of, I feel terrible thinking back on that. Like, I really invaded your personal space. Jesus Christ. Siblings I do siblings to, things, so... Yeah, I essentially would beat Peyton up. But I know what you mean, because, like, I think when it comes to, like, the first episode, like, the pilot, it's like... 
that episode almost never aired. Like when I watch right. it, I almost yeah. kind of like shocked because I'm like, oh, I forgot this episode was even alive. Yeah, it just feels so ancient. Yeah, like, but I'm so used to like the Great Divide. <laughs> you <laughs> Every literally day. like the episodes they would <laughs> just throw at us. You always say that that episode aired all the time, and I swear to God, I never saw that episode. Oh, yeah. every single time I went on Nicktoons after Fairly Odd Parents at 9 p.m., The Great Divide, and they'd go over, <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, well, there's like the, the white robe tribe, there's like the brown robe tribe, like here the we go. Most like, why can't I be watching Zuko alone? Like, that's all I want on my 9 p.m. Friday night. Yes. <laughs> Come on, Nicktoons. The most useless episode. Oh my God, eight year old Peyton, like, why am I not being traumatized I was by like, my favorite I just TV show? I watched right like now. Poof being born on, born on Fairly Odd Parents, and I don't care about Poof, and now I just need like a good episode of Avatar. Uh, like, come on. Well, I have a frighteningly strong memory of poof. Okay. Um, we're so anyway, so sorry. <laughs> I haven't I even started the say, recap. <laughs> <laughs> what I was going to lead this into is that I, because I feel like I've just, I haven't, weirdly enough, I haven't seen, like, I guess, I, I, what do we call this the pilot? Like, I guess it's the pilot. Essentially, but it's, I mean, is, honestly, the first two episodes are like a pilot in themselves. You know what? I was going to say that. I feel yeah. like episodes one and two, like I remember two airing more than one because I feel like two is when they actually leave. It's when something. they did something. And I right. feel like sure. episodes one and two are almost, they should just be one episode because it's like establishing all the exposition and then leave, like going on the adventure. So you think it should have all been combined in a like 20 minute episode? Yeah, I mean, de- well, well, no, 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 no. I definitely no. think it should have been maybe like a part one, part two, kind of like intro. Like, I understand, kind of like, like, the end of season one, how it was obviously like Siege in the North, part one, part two. Yes. Like, or I, even. But it is. It's, is it not like, is, it's just not part clearly. one and part two? No, part one is The Boy in the Iceberg, part two is The Avatar Returns. So it's like two separate titles. Oh, I thought it was technically all part of one. Well, I thought I mean, it was part like one, it part is, two. But I guess it's just not, the title isn't like <laughs> part yeah. one. I just no. think it all should yeah. have been one. Anyway. Yeah. Well, anyway, <clears throat> let's get into it. Oh, yay. Oh, wh- wait, what the fuck was I going to... Oh, I was going to say, um, do you like these ep- th- these first three episodes, each of you? Oh. Do you like these episodes? I tend to really appreciate the later episodes when they get into, like, Bossing Say and when they get into, like, mm. the just Fire Nation. But I think that's really just because when I was a kid, those episodes never aired as much. So I just have, like, this yes. yearning for them. Like, I mean, God forbid yeah. they aired an episode of, like, the crossroads of destiny i mean <laughs> right she, like and everyone's ooh, like this boy i would have canceled all my plans and been home for that one. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah you know so like i just typically enjoy those later ones these these intro ones i'm just like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. well yeah. i think what do you anything, think Peyton? um i i actually really enjoyed rewatching them because like we just kind of recently finished it so i'm like oh my god back to the beginning like oh this is where it all started but i also think if anything the first three episodes really demonstrate how well they develop like the series in the very beginning like the first three episodes are so good at showing and not telling like mine is kind of maybe like the third episode i disagree to some extent but really i don't know i have a lot of little notes with like dialogue where i feel like oh like that was like a really good introduction to this or this was really good segue and it's obviously and it's even more so like foreshadowing for something hey, yes happening later and on. that's the, uh, that's the only fun thing really successful that's that. the only fun thing about these first three episodes i feel like for me are just noticing all of the little symbolic yeah. or like the like the first lines that characters have where yeah. it's like wow how yeah. on brand you know what i mean <laughs> right <laughs> yeah i feel like I, I growing like whenever i would see these episodes although not it, it was rare but yeah. i i was just never quite interested in them and it makes me really wonder what was the first episode that i saw where i was like oh shit i gotta keep watching this but upon these because i i watched the whole thing when it came out on netflix 
like as soon as it hit because my boyfriend my 33 year old boyfriend had never seen the show and i was like this is truly and i was like if you want to continue this relationship we're gonna have to sit down and watch this (laughs) um so he did so that was very fun to like see it through someone else's eyes Mm -hmm. but so I watched it then, and then obviously we're doing every, mm-hmm. just just so everyone at home knows, um, every week we three, we're, we're re-watching the episodes that we're discussing on today or whichever right. episode. To keep podcast. it fresh. God. It's so complicated saying episodes so many times because we're referring yeah, to the podcast. podcast or whatever. Anyways, so... Yeah, and we did is... agree to not watch ahead. Like, we are mm-hmm. re-watching these fresh not like watching the night ahead. before, the yeah. day of, yeah. that situation. It is emotionally raw, everyone. <laughs> raw. Um, but I, the older I get, I really enjoy these first couple episodes. I agree. I find them so endearing and kind of like strangely emotionally moving in like certain yeah. parts. And maybe, I don't know, I, I hesitate to say that it's like my own emotional projection just because I adore the series so much. And so there are some parts that I feel like I already have emotional expectations for but like mm. there's a lot of, like uh, certain relationships like here i am shipping ang and katara and god right. almighty i never like that, did that, that as just, a child like, takes off running in these first three yeah and yeah. i love it and i think it's so earned and i mean talk to me when i was like 15 and i would have been like fuck that zutara but <laughs> now i'm like oh I, oh my I gosh have i have a lot of appreciation i literally have notes where i'm like their motivations align like they have so much in common like oh yeah. my goodness like yeah. this makes so they much do. sense yeah. Like, their motivations literally align, which I never caught as a kid. I was always like, right. oh, that's so lame. Like, she's his mom. Like, it's weird. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. she's like this motherly yeah. figure to him. Right, but, like, right. you're right. I think it's, like, a fun place to, like, return to. Like, it's a fun, like, reminiscent yeah. of, like, when the adventure started. Right. Yeah. Oh. Well, should we get into it? Sorry. Yeah. I just had to start no, no, for, no, the, for the fifth time. Segue. Shall we start? Shall we get into it? <laughs> All right. So, guys, here we go. Episode one. Um, in an intro so iconic, honestly, it could rival Game of Thrones, Katara gives us the old rundown about this guy called the Avatar. Aww. Okay, and he's a big deal, guys. Okay, big he has the deal. ability to bend all four elements. He's the bridge between our world and the spirit world. Basically a Ghibli spirit world, if I'm being honest. Uh, uh, or I guess not until Korra, I, uh, to be Korra. Oh, really God, honest. That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> um, and this... Uh, this dude he uh keeps the peace between the four nations on earth the water tribe the air nomads the earth kingdom and the fire nation mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. but the guy up and ditched okay 100 years ago it is a real fucking tragedy because this little bitch <laughs> fire lord sozin and all the youngins of the fire nation are now wreaking havoc on the world which in makes an so much to sense honestly all remaining oh, nations i feel like throughout this entire series i kind of tried to like imagine what it would have been like if like one of the other nations had like you know gained too much power and tried to like start a war or like if the avatar didn't wasn't an airbender like what if the oh. avatar was like a waterbender like the last waterbender or kiyoshi fucking killing Jesus everyone Christ. <laughs> but it makes so much sense like of course the fire nation would be the one to like spread their evil like uncontrollably across right. the land like that's what fire does Symbolic hear me out though yeah. is that too on the nose though sometimes no, things are perfect. a little it's too a on brand it that's is the thing I respect show. about Avatar is like if they're gonna get deep about something, they're gonna put it in your face. Like the character Zuko foil. That is or what the, I the that Aang is Zuko foil. Like that's yes. so obvious and like yeah, it's like oh this is a little bit deeper for a kids show, but like it's 
super easy to pick up and on. And I was going to say, when it comes to this, like, first episode, like, intro, like, it's so necessary. And while I typically hate, like, information dumping, it's a yeah. kid's show. Right. And you have to just give it to them sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes in the show, sure. I cringe when, like, something happens. And then they literally say, what just happened? Like, or, like you know what I mean? Like, anime as yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> Death Note. That's like, true. we get it. Like, we nice. know what Elle's doing for, like, the fifth time. Yeah. Or, like, when something <laughs> yeah. symbolic happens, but then Iroh, like, literally just lays it out for you. And I'm like, yeah. when you're a kid, you have to have it that way. Like, you do. Yeah. Yeah, that's valid. Yeah, that's true. And then I, I mean, because when I was watching this with Charlie, my that's the boyfriend dude, um, he, I felt kind of like very defensive of the fact that I, f- some things weren't as nuanced as I would normally like my, I don't know, fiction these days. Yeah. And then to really put it into the perspective of first of all, first of all, I am in awe at the fact that they were able to get a serial show on. Nickelodeon at the time because at the time you had nothing but fucking like Spongebob and Fairly Odd Parents and all the episodes are completely singular Mm -hmm, episodic sure there's no yeah there's no like lasting narrative that like in fact I think I think it was kind of weird that like they later on did that with like those kind of series like when Fairly Odd Parents had poof I was like oh my goodness like like overarching now I can tell like now I can tell like the old episodes versus the new you know what I mean shit after I watched Avatar I gave up on every single other show I was like "Mm." (laughs) (laughs) I love it don't know oh my god I loved Um, but the fact that they were able to they were able to I don't know it was it was it was really leading the way in something new for that oh, yeah. um for that what would you call it a channel i don't know anything yeah about TV. that station like cable network, <laughs> network. network. Sure. it was a big risk it really was like doing something so narratively yeah. driven and like mm-hmm. world building and it was just sure. so deep for a 2002 cartoon like yeah. so deep yeah. but then you know like- and so the way that they they combined the episodic nature of like the first season and then turning it into that serial narrative i mean it was always right. that way from the get-go which we can acknowledge with these first couple of episodes but um yeah i don't know and then and so when i when i get kind of like i don't know I, I sometimes i get a little irritable about things that aren't as nuanced like the info dumping or like the idea that like of course it's the fire nation because we think of you know in, at, at least in like western theology we think of the yeah. devil and that's flames and like you know hell and like all yeah. these things but i don't know i just think it, it did something that nothing else was doing at the time and we have to acknowledge that oh, maybe i'm being w- way too fucking critical but i don't know <laughs> i like Nick to use my brain that way <laughs> Um, Anyways, so everyone believes, oh my God, Christ, everyone believes that the Avatar is long gone, okay? Mm. And Ozai, the reigning fire lord, is about to whoop ass and literally destroy the world forever, but, (laughs) but, Katara, a 14-year-old girl, (laughs) if she believes it, we all should, (laughs) Katara believes the Avatar is still out there and he is about to rock the world and her puss. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Okay, so now we're going to zoom into the present where we meet the dynamic duo themselves, Uh, brother and sister Katara and Sokka of the Southern Water Tribe. Can I just say that we see Katara waterbend before she utters her first line? Show don't tell. Show don't tell. That's what I'm saying. Did anyone else notice that? I was like, oh my God, look at that. And then, of course, immediately like capturing the audience. Like, look at this magic system. I like that you just said show don't tell, but then they literally are like, waterbending is magic. (laughs) Well, okay, yeah, but like it comes before certain It's a kid's show. Again, yeah, it's a kid's show. Am I just going to be an asshole about this. I love this Low show key. so much. I don't know why this is coming out. Jesus. Okay, so 
Katara and Sokka, they're in a canoe, right? You know, they're they're doing the thing in the South Pole. Sokka's trying to spear a fish. Katara reveals she's a waterbender and tries to catch a fish with some not very hot waterbending moves, Mm -hmm. if I'm going to be really honest about it. Um, And what's a fishing trip without a little misogyny from old Sokka? (laughs) Again, like kind of foreshadowing the end of season Mm -hmm. one where like I don't think we would have picked up on that. Right, how like, it was, it was like, this so is a thing shocking. in, like, the Southern Water Tribe, yeah. at least. Like, this is, like, a cultural thing, yeah. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, that's valid, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Something you said was worthwhile. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Christ. Um, okay, so as they bicker, the sea currents start to lead them through treacherous glacial territory. <laughs> this is also um, foreshadowing. Yeah. This is foreshadowing to when they visit, like, Sokka's uh, dad and Hakoda, oh and God. Hakoda oh, yeah. brings Sokka on his little, like, oh. be a man, Sokka, and he has to, like... <laughs> go through like on the canoe and like lead the team like through the yeah, like you know what I mean and I never right. realized it and it's yeah. so interesting because like in this first opening scene he fails he right. crashes the boat and they're stranded I mean but granted they that, didn't have like a sail or anything yeah but, but in that later scene you know he does do it successfully and it's like oh evolution but like I never realized I never thought yeah. back to the first episode when I saw that right yeah that's huh well because Sokka and Kintara can't communicate worth a shit they collide with <laughs> ice and literally break their canoe into pieces like Taylor said they fucking fail <laughs> Um, but, which is nice, because later on we'll see that they uh, do not fail. Yay. Um, so then Sokka decides to trash Katara for being a female one last time, <laughs> as one does. Um, which, honestly, okay, thank God Sokka becomes, like, the gorgeous fucking character he does, because yeah, he's looking gorgeous. fucking dicey. <laughs> he really is. Also, like, yes. when we watched, like, the other day we all watched, like, the unaired pilot together, and Sokka was oh, yeah. even, like, more atrocious in that pilot. Like, ten okay. times more annoying. Also, I'm going to throw one at you. I don't like Aang in that original pilot. Way too cocky. He's so cocky and too much of a, like, an an unempathetic trickster. I think I wrote prick in my notes. I feel the energy. He's just, like, and I think what's so, I mean, Aang is such, like, an emotional, I don't know, while it's not always at the surface, like, he's always just, like, brimming with, like, empathy and emotion and all these things, and it's so not present in that original pilot. So interesting. But, I mean, that original pilot, it was just, that was truly, like, a freaking proof of concept. Like, they were literally just, like, Aang has a crush on Katara. Like, Zuko is after his (laughs) honor. Like, oh, my God, they were just, I (laughs) mean, the amount of times times that Aang, like, flirted with Katara in that honored pilot, it was ridiculous. I was like, we get it. He thinks she's cute. Right, right. When that never happened. the legs, like. <laughs> so that really was like a proof of con, like, because I don't, I don't know, I don't understand like the workings of like what, what is a pilot versus a first episode versus so, like, a proof the of pilot. Concept. In my opinion, like the unaired pilot is a proof, is of, a concept. proof of concept. It's, it's just like saying like this is what we're going for. This is kind of like it in a nutshell. Like right. they're they're moving things along a lot faster than they normally would because they're just trying to like prove that like mm-hmm. this is a thing the they can do. Are here. And you, we kind of can yeah. do storyboarding. We kind of have voice actors. And you show it to like the studio in order to get greenlit. Executive producers. Essentially, yeah. Like you're trying to yeah. get funding. You're trying to get on the network. Like, right. And then of course okay. then is where you, once you have the first season like paid for, mm-hmm. then you can space all of that out and really do Plus, it Plus like they totally tested out like a different studio and then they went with like somewhere else and South oh my Korea God, to yes. do all the cleanup. And thank God they didn't choose the same uh what voice actor <gasps> oh, Jesus. oh my god for ang for ang oh it was like seeing like i mean no i could not oh it was just bad it, I, yeah, it was like terrible. the voice coming out and of his re- <laughs> 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 and it really made me appreciate how fantastic ang's voice actor what's his name zach tyler tyler zach yeah that buckaroo no 
I only know for everyone Dante. listening. I highly encourage you to go watch it because it's so yeah, cringe. Yeah, you don't have to know anything we're talking about. Like, go look up on YouTube. There's a whole playlist of like six, like two yeah. episodes of this. Like, yeah, it's, pilot. if you like, just look up really like Last Airbender unaired. That I think that's the special word unaired pilot. It's in like right. three minute un-aired. segments. No pun intended. <laughs> Um, okay, sorry to say, anyway, back to the so episode recap. Sasha like <laughs> absolute recap. trash. His character is just being, oh my god. Um, so, God <laughs> forbid, worst. you know. And then Katara, rightfully, blows the fuck up at him. Um, we see that emotions, right. okay, this is interesting. We see that emotions and bending must be linked. Because mm-hmm. in her fury, she water bends right. the shit out of a massive iceberg that cracks open and paves the way for yet another iceberg. But guys... This one's glowing. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, it's glowing. Mm. And what's more, there are two shadowy figures inside the ice. Okay. So, Katara, she's like, guys, guys, there's a living human person in the iceberg. Because, you know. um, And somehow he, like, opened his eyes right after he got out of the water with dramatic music playing. Oh, by the way, was (laughs) Aang not cold? And honestly, I wanted to talk about, like, the concept of him being in that iceberg for 100 years. I guess his avatar state was just, like, time to go into hibernation. And I wish that was honestly kind of, like, what's the word? Like He was in a cocoon. He was in a spiritual cocoon, everybody. Yeah, a spiritual cocoon. Yeah, I've read that, like, Brian and Mike said something that, like, rather, he wasn't literally in ice, but rather, like... uh, some sort of orb of energy and so that's why like he didn't freeze that's why yeah, he, he was preserved of, yeah, no i'm not he, talking about that i'm talking about literally after he already got out of the iceberg the whole time he's in the southern pole he's wearing his airbender outfit because, like no sleeves because like i'm like <laughs> yeah. girl Guys, chilly it would have made more sense what he can breathe he can change his body temperature because of airbending and firebending like these are that would have made more sense for firebending not airbending he's a, the fucking avatar <laughs> He doesn't he know how to firebend, fire girl. Yeah, sure. Hold okay, hold on. He can do small things without, like, I mean, like, no. Think, yes. No. <laughs> no. Wait, I didn't know. Wait, what, Even the Zuko, argument? who is like a trained firebender, has to learn to, like, use the breath of fire. That was in the Like, in the, in the, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the fucking boiling rock when you start yes. on the charge. Like, <laughs> Aang doesn't just hold have, on. like, an inclination to, like, regulate his body wait, temperature. Wait, so where does the argument come from that? First of all, it's not about, it's not, um, I will look this shit up. I've heard you it. Just made I've that seen up. it before. <laughs> attack, attack. <laughs> I, yes, I personally, this is my own addition to the Avatar universe. Um, no, I really have <laughs> seen it, and I'm going to butcher the way that this is explained, obviously. But, like, it's something to do with, like, being able to, like, regulate, like, the airflow. That's another, like, thing is that, like, okay, this is... this is it's more like a word of god thing where it's like the creators once probably said that but nowhere within like the actual canon canon. do they yeah Yeah. so but supposedly that's the idea is that like his airbending allows him to regulate his body temperature whatever Um, (laughs) continuing Continuing. i saw, saw something recently where people were like oh he doesn't have like a water tribe get up because he can't everyone uses pelts in the water tribe and so he as an air nomad ah. he can't harm other animals of course that so he wouldn't Excellent but also point. just get a fucking like mattress and sling it over your shoulders like i mean i guess he did my leave, like cold. in the middle of the night i guess well you can get into that later with like all the storm episodes but yeah. he was like bye i don't know the avatar and then that whole storm happened true chains yeah i maybe maybe we can look that up right now but uh, that is i i know there is somehow some way some sort of explanation that has to do yeah. with his airbending but that's the tea on that one. <laughs> um, so anyway, so yeah, so he, his eyes are a glowing, you know. Um, God, I lost my. Let's see. 
and then oh okay so yes Katara is like my god we gotta do something about this so then she gets I guess the fucking like strongest club in existence to like honestly yeah I didn't even think about that Sokka's club is on another level I'm talking this iceberg would have had to withstand a hundred years of whatever and and also hear me out we're in the south pole so I mean we all know that like glaciers icebergs whatever most of you know the their their mass their what am i trying to say their ferocity i don't know um, most, most of the, of the mass is above the water thank you is below oh, yes right. below oh, i sea saw level. those posters in fifth opposite. grade being like there's a lot more like beneath the surface like oh my god like oh, classic yeah. poster That's of like, like of your classic. attitude yeah like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> as i'm trying to do like um, the Pythagorean theorem in the back like but surely like surely that fucking iceberg would have been crashing into that stuff like maybe i just don't understand yeah. the physics of the ocean but I anyways mean, again kid, we'll just go kid show kid show sure just, <laughs> three, three hits of her fucking club and she's in man she is she's in it in. okay so one final mighty blow and the iceberg breaks open Oh, God. Now that I'm saying it out loud, sorry, everyone. It <laughs> spews a massive stream <laughs> of ethereal Again, blue light. Wop. Wop. Thank you, Wop. Into the sky. Sorry about that. Yeah, I guess I've been heavily influenced lately. Um, and so this <laughs> ethereal blue light that is spewing and streaming into the sky, it um, it catches the eye of our fave fatty. Prince Zuko of the royal fire family. Okay, can I just say... (laughs) Interesting that they introduced Aang and Zuko at literally the exact same moment because I think that this entire series is just as much about Zuko as it is about Aang. And I think that as a kid, I didn't realize that. And it's just in your face. Like, right. they, with everything that Aang does, there is a it's mirror scene of Zuko. Yeah. Like, Aang is introduced, Zuko is introduced. Right. Aang goes through something, Zuko goes through something. And it's, right. it's shot for shot. It's like yeah. they always back it up. Mm-hmm. Very valid point. I've read somewhere that Zuko actually almost was not in the sh- like he was introduced very late in the game because they had originally planned for Ozai to be the big bad for all three seasons. And then they realized that he couldn't be too much of a threat if he's just sitting on the throne while Aang is traveling the world so they needed to introduce someone else it's it's honestly perfect and you know what it's kind of like when you play a video game like as you defeat each boss like the bosses get harder like at first it's Zuko and then it's Azula no no and then it's Zhao then it's Zhao it's like Zuko then you beat Zhao then you beat Azula then you go to Ozai that's true excellent point um, but yeah, so Zuko's in the picture now, guys. Um, he's here. And more importantly, Iroh. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> Fuck. I'm getting there. Iroh's my You are really character. going like shot for shot here. Yeah. You are going yeah. like a moment to guys, moment. I'm down. That's how my notes are. Like, I know. And then you asked Aang me to do this. With a single breath. Um, okay. So Zuko's the banished, oh, Jesus Christ, the banished prince of the Fire Nation. Mm-hmm. Um, he's sure first is. in line for throne, but honestly not anymore because daddy said bye. Okay. Um, yeah, daddy said you're never going to find me Get out of my house. Yeah, I'm toodles. a small. Um, he has a crazy burn scar covering half of his face and is, okay, here's a hot take. He's not a good firebender. But apparently good enough to like beat Zhao though. Okay, but At least I my have... argument is that like he 
wasn't good at fighting Aang because he's never fought an airbender before. Peyton, I love you looking that up. I'm going to have some hashtag thoughts about that. When we get there, I'm going to save them for that moment. Because I ride hard for this idea that Zuko is a shit fire. I'm not shit. I think he's just like a super, like a barely above average firebender. That's and, exactly yeah. accurate, but that's the whole point. The whole, and, and then you don't really learn about that. And, yeah, until yeah. Zuko. Sure, but then, but then you could be like, okay, then if that's the case, then why is Zuko even a threat at all, number one? And number two, how is he beating Zhao? Like, all these things. And I... I saw someone post on Instagram or something like that about how... Zuko is actually, like, an exceptional fighter. Like, when he, um, like, with all his blue spirit stuff, like, anytime he's not firebending, he's actually, like, a fucking wicked fighter. And anytime firebending gets in the way because it's, like, this weird emotional block that he has, he can't, he can't, it, well, no, it doesn't I mean, produce the same results. We learned about that. We learned about that in the Dancing Dragons um, episode. We learned that, like, his fire is fueled by hate, and that's right. what's been holding him back. And then sure. once he lets go of that, he's fueled by, you know, his breath or whatever. Sure, life or but life. here's my new hot take, is <laughs> that anytime, anytime he one-ups someone in these first two seasons, it's not because of his firebending. Like, when he's going to roast Zhao in a little valid. bit, he yeah. doesn't do it with firebending. He does it with, like, a one like a move that doesn't have anything to do with fire. And it's, like, right. this idea that he's, it's, he's just... Just, he's a good fighter. I, I, whatever. We can get into yeah. that later. But oh, also, when he gets into the true. blades, when he has the swords, like mm-hmm. not firebending, not right, relying but on he's that. So exactly. At it. But he's great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. good. Booty who? Carry on. Um, so, okay, so he's here. Um, in classic Zuko fashion, Zuko starts bitching about how he needs to find and capture the Avatar and restore his honor. Um, <laughs> As one a, does. Yes, apparently that's the only way he will be welcomed home. Um, oh, a little then, bit of symbolism yeah. in this scene because it's him learning firebending from uh, Iroh, right? Mm hmm. Isn't that the first scene? It's literally like, it's like Iroh, Zuko, and the sun is right between them. A little bit of foreshadowing that, like, the sun is the firebending, like, source of energy. Like, it's stronger when the sun is out. Also, speaking of imagery, I noticed uh, at the very end of that little scene, when Iroh's playing Paisho, he puts a little Paisho chip, like, over another one, and air goes over fire. So either it's like, A, that's the Avatar cycle, or B, like, (laughs) foreshadowing the bitch, like, Aang is gonna win. Like Ooh, Aang will I didn't win the notice war. that. That's you didn't? Awesome. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, oh, air's going oh, over fire. Tasty. It's a really tasty speaking, moment. Speaking of Zuko's anger, I like to present my sober cup of canon. Oh. Which is uh, extremely basic, but it's a good old cup of jasmine tea. No, jasmine tea? Jasmine tea? Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> good. Nailed that. Um, and yeah, so I'll just be sipping on that now. Um, and I, as you, if you're watching the video of this, you've maybe been noticing Taylor sipping off screen. Oh but yes. we'll eventually get to the, the and, oh my God. adult cup of The canon, adult cup but. of canon. And by the way, I highly recommend anyone listening to this, watch our YouTube, because yeah. I think that there's so much more to be gained by like the visual. I mean, we're beautiful people, I first mean, like, of all, but. Watch it like on your, or listen to it on your commute, but like <laughs> but glance like, down for the cup How did I get into yes, doing right. this podcast? Oh my, my God. <laughs> Actually, it was my ideas. <laughs> Jesus. Um, okay, so I'm going to uh, get back to the narrative here. Um, there we go. Let's see. So, okay, so then we're going to meet my fucking favorite person in the verse, um, Prince Zuko's uncle, Iroh. God bless him. Um, God yeah, bless. he's playing Paisho, as we mentioned. Um, and Iroh's yep. like, hey, Zuko, shut the fuck up. It's no biggie. You got to relax. Like, okay. chill out. You got to, you got to, yeah, bring it, bring it way down. Okay. But Zuko is determined that the light could only have come from the Avatar, and he sets sail towards it. Um, Back with Katara and Sokka, they find a 12-year-old boy asleep in the iceberg. He is 
sick, honestly. Arrow tattoos on his head and along his body. This is our boy, Aang. God bless. Hootie hoo. Hootie hoo. Hootie hoo. <laughs> is that a Shelly <laughs> shout out? <laughs> that, is that, is. that was the worst. That is a <laughs> sh- take a sip of tea. Shelly is the one who fucking coins that. I'm sorry. No, not for me. A friend of mine who I no. like, worked with and was friends with for a while. Stop acting like your mother invented hootie hoo. <laughs> Literally, like my friend like was saying this a lot like in the last like year or two. And I've just caught on to it now. And I guess your mom used to say it. Oh, no. Whenever we would get like lost in the mall and it would be the most embarrassing ever. Oh. So I'd be like, no, <laughs> like, not like when you're like when you're trying to find your friends in the theater so and funny. you're like, yeah. <laughs> same thing. <laughs> yeah, I remember you someone doing said that, that, that was Sarah Taylor. I remember like us being like yes. uh, far away and you going, <laughs> but I don't remember. Oh you yeah, ever no, doing well that's who. No, that's because I'm annoying. But also, the hootie who I think is a my friend told me that's what you do when the cops come. Like if you're at a party or like oh, it's like, like coming, but yeah, yeah, like hootie who, <laughs> like you, awesome. you say hootie who, like in the neighborhood, like when the cops around. are driving around and you don't want them to like see you smoking like a something, something on the front porch. Something, something, something. Like you go hootie who, and like now everyone knows. And like that the whole very funny. In. Okay, yes. that's so funny. Well, okay, so Ang Ang is here. Hootie who, Aang. Hootie who. Aang wakes up and is hashtag smitten with Katara's baby blues, okay? And immediately asks if she'll go penguin sledding. Um, Sokka is freaking the fuck out that this could kid could be Fire Nation and this whole situation is fucking wild and it's no less freaked the fuck out when he, we hear some sort of dinosaur noise that turns out to be the other shadowy figure in the iceberg, Aww. my main Best. man, Appa. Appa's lost days make me emotional. Uh, I have such emotions for Appa. Love him. There's nothing. I, I, in a fucking acting class, I literally can't even tell you. In order to make myself cry, I would use (laughs) the scene. Where Aang loses Appa. Um, Holy crap. Tell me where my bison is. Or, oh, actually, tell me where Appa is. Like, oh my like, god. It's out of my heart. I can't handle it. It's so fucking painful. Um, okay, so mm-hmm. let's not get the too far ahead of ourselves. Um, so then Aang sneezes himself to Mars, and Katara realizes uh. that he is an airbender. And what airbenders also, what a don't exist. little way to like incorporate that. I think it's so cute. Yeah. Like Achu Aang like immediately first... shows airbending. Like I just think it's adorable. I think it's like, yes. and obviously they're sneezing because they've been iceberg the whole time. Yeah. I just think it's like, and the pacing's good. I just think from like a visual storytelling mm. standpoint, like that's really cute. I was like, oh, it's adorable. I really like. I, I as I get older, I just really, really, really appreciate yeah. Aang's characterization. It's great shit. Um, so much to Sokka's dismay, Aang offers to give everyone a flight back on Appa. But I guess a snooze in the iceberg was a bit much for a big guy because although Aang shouts the signature yip yip, Appa doggy paddles through the ocean rather than gliding through the sky. Oh, he's tired. And then we he's get a great boy. fucking moment where Aang gives Katara the let's fuck eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, even oh, though they're children. I, I guess I'm like going there. Is that But also, terrible? wait, can I say this too? <laughs> Remember, because the North and South air temples are the ones where all like the guys are at. And then the Western and the Eastern air temples are all like the girls grow up. So literally, like this is the is first time. Wait, yeah, I, or at least I don't know if that's canon, but I swear to God, I read that on the wiki, or I swear to God, <gasps> I heard like an interview I never with it. Knew that. So it is literally, at least I like to believe because I read this somewhere. But I like to interpret it as like this is like the first like young girl like Aang has 
ever seen before. So of course he's like smitten. That oh, would make sense. So I've never because he's like grown up with like all like the guys around him, and they all like because you know what I mean. Like even in the flashbacks, there no, are no yeah. girls around. You're right. It's all boys or moms. Well, and that was my. I also. I, I was always like, why? Because you have Avatar Young Chin, <laughs> who's obviously a female, and mm-hmm. but you never ever ever see any females in the. In the temples. In flashbacks. Right. So I don't know. Maybe that was just some Tumblr post I read at 2 a.m., but like I thought it was pretty insightful. I like that. Hmm. See, the, there are things like that that I'm like, oh, what a great detail that like I wish were actually like discussed in the show, you right, know? Right, right. I feel like there's so many like theories that kind of make it great because you get to play around with them, but also I'm like, yeah. okay, I gotta know, guys. I gotta know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But maybe um, they also do that to like encourage like the nomadic culture. Like there's no there's right. no family exactly the in the yes. Airbender culture. It's all like community, which is a part right. of the reason why like every single well, I every do single know, nomad is an Airbender. Right, right, right. And I do know the. I mean, they actually literally like they 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 spend parts of their years at different temples. Like they literally are nomads yeah. in that way, where they will yeah. go like. If Aang spent most of his time in like the Southern Air Temple, cool. So like in the winter, he's gonna go to the Eastern Air Temple. Like they they're constantly yeah. traveling as to not be too attached to secular. And that would make sense too to separate them because then it would be like you know no earthly tethers, no earthly like right. Be, right. like don't like you know have wives or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Katara asks Aang, uh, you know him being an Airbender and all, if he knows what happened to the last Avatar. You okay, know, this is a. I, funny you bring up that exact moment because I literally was like, why didn't they have more questions for him? Like, they literally were like, they literally asked him yeah. maybe like two questions and then just went about their busy days. Right. Like, they did not have like, like, let's any go, like, follow up. I was like, yeah, I was like, you've never seen this animal yeah. before. It's been extinct for a hundred years and you're just going to like accept that it's a thing now. Like, this yeah. airbender has showed up. Like, he just came out of a freaking iceberg and it's all just <laughs> is just accepted. I mean, at least Sock is kind of like the voice of the audience. He's like all this like flying bison. You magic have to have shit. that character. Yeah, exactly. It's like Sock is kind of a prick, but he is literally the point of view from the, like from the audience. No, I mean that's actually very true. Um, yeah. But then she asks, you know, because you know the Avatar would have been born into the Air Nomads and all that shit. She says, "Hey, do you know what happened to the Avatar?" And Aang. <laughs> straight up lies and is like nah no idea sorry about it like no don't know and then gives also might i add a real sus look right at the camera it's like an episode of the fucking office and a little zoom in oh my god it's just oh it's painful i can't even be a part of it um it also makes me so sad because he just wants to be a kid oh all this crap is so sad and painful i could honestly start crying right now um why did I honestly on this fucking rewatch this pat not this one that we're doing right now but like the last one I did why was I so, I was even more distraught over like Aang's backstory than Zuko's Aang was so uh, happy they're both pretty traumatic though. like Aang was so happy he loved Gyatso so fucking much he had so many friends he had his bison like he was so happy and it was like someone it was like a death it literally like yeah when he was announced the Avatar, it's like a fucking death. It's a death of his old life. It's very sad. I mean, obviously, Zuko's is far more tragic in a way, but it was very sad. One can argue. Sure. Um, so back at Katara and Sokka's village, we meet their grandmother, Grand Grand. I'm going to try and <laughs> replic- yeah, replicate the noise. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. That was uh, not bad. Um, call me Grand Grand. Call oh, my God. Grand. Yeah, call me Grand Grand. <laughs> 
not gonna lie. Remember when she like traveled the entire world though to not be like married to Paku? God, oh. that's a whole other tangent. Oh. Feminism. <laughs> I know, that's oh, a, feminism. Avatar Kyoshi would be so proud. Um, so they see that their village consists of like seven people, all children in the Oh my god. All the men left for the war. Um, yeah, the water tribe was once raided and Katara and Sokka's mother killed. Boo, sad face. Um, their father is off fighting in the war along with the other water tribe men. Uh, Sokka has been training two-year-olds to become warriors. And, (laughs) might I add, everything freezes in Sokka's watchtower. Okay. What does that fucking mean? Can I ask? This is a very random detail that I noticed literally like the five millionth time watching this episode. When Katara drags Aang out of the tent, there's that one shot where like Sokka's looking at Aang. Aang winks at Sokka. <gasps> I saw that too. I made a Did note of that. It's so funny. It like Katara's like dragging funny. him out and Aang's like, <laughs> like <laughs> details. <laughs> it's concerning. I'm like, that's the cocky, unaired pilot Aang that I don't want to have. Like, oh, I disagree. I actually find it no? incredibly funny. Uh, like, I don't know. I was like, yikes. I it, noticed that and I immediately wrote it down. <laughs> oh, that's funny. It didn't register to me as like an asshole move, but rather like, I, like, don't worry. I'm gonna like, impress huh? them. Like, don't, don't, I got your back, oh, man. Like, <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, I could totally. It was I'd like, like to believe that more. it's like meeting the parents, and it's like, babe, don't worry, I got it. Like, it was very funny <laughs> to me. That was my interpretation. Oh my I'm surprised we both noticed it. That's really funny. Yeah, it's such yeah. a brief moment that is really funny. Um, yeah. Okay, so yeah, so, so uh, wait, I do want to bring it back to what the fuck freezes in Sokka's watchtower? The pee, the penis. Oh, yeah. It was an outhouse. <laughs> And he's like, wow, everything freezes in there. That it wasn't line. a watchtower. It was an outhouse. He was using the restroom. Oh, I mean, oh, it looked to me stupid. like the watchtower that they were referring to. And I thought, I, no, you're uh, completely right. I thought it was an outhouse. I thought he was like is. going to the bathroom, like taking a yeah, number one like, or wow, two. Like my shit really, like, yeah, cold. froze. Yes. Like <laughs> it's like a <laughs> Snickers bar. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> to your that's what I thought it was. Also, interesting uh, little continuity detail. The infrastructure of the Southern tribe is shit. Everything's Such falling apart. Shit. There are no waterbenders to build it back. Mm. Like, it's all hand. It's all them oh, just, yeah. like, pushing snow <gasps> with shovels. Oh, that makes Whereas, so much like, sense. Whereas, like, of course, like, the Southern Temple back in the day, or Southern Temple, Southern Tribe <laughs> back in the day, Northern <laughs> Tribe present day, right. is, like, immaculate because right. all the waterbenders yeah. like are just making these. Ice. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, and also, can craft. I just say, I really... Yes, I really would have appreciated just like not even like an episode, literally like a couple of just like shots overlaid with music, no lines of Katara returning to the Southern Water Tribe, like post war. We never Apparently come that's back. In the comics, though. We There's never come thing. back to the Southern yeah, Tribe is. in the in the TV show, which makes me so sad because I'm um, like, we never see Grand Grand ever again. <laughs> we hear about her. We we have, like we get you know we get a little bit of closure with the whole Paku thing. Yeah, we get a little bit of closure. Saying. We see yeah. Paku yeah, later on. Paku how she tells back her and marries her. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. But like we never return. I would have liked like maybe just one or two shots, personal like grievance of her just like returning to the tribe as like the last Southern Waterbender and just yeah. like and now she's of course like a like a Waterbending master. And she could build like a sick ass like wall yeah. and like some towers and some igloos for everybody and just make <laughs> it like an, an Eden. Yeah, that, yeah I mean that satisfying. happens in the comics. Like she goes back and is basically like heading. It is a big yeah. comic. Art I learned they like, like strike oil or something. It's like or they some fucking <laughs> bullshit. <you know? laughs> no, they really do. I swear to God, they like strike oil in the Southern Tribe and it helps them know, like rebuild their economy. Uh, make those comics? <laughs> Did they write those comics? Mike did. Mike Mike wrote Mike them. Did? Yeah, with um, 
oh god I'm, i don't know her name um but there's another person involved as well okay yeah i need to do more research oh also does katara have any waterbending uh relatives um i mean Ooh, they're not funny detail question because uh, dad doesn't grand bend, grand doesn't bend. we don't know if grand grand or kaya bend. mother never bended yeah. Like I think also, that would have been who maybe fucked Grand Grand in order to create. That's Kaya. what I'm saying. Was it Paku? <laughs> That's really deep. No, and there... no, Paku <laughs> is not their grandfather. Hold on. Let's no all way. calm down here. Let's all calm down here. Paku could. Who knows? What, was oh it... yeah, she could have escaped because she was pregnant. Oh my God! Oh, what God. if she was pregnant? That's what I'm pregnant. saying. Lord, she comes theories. down to the southern tribe. She has Kaya, the baby. I which, bet by that's the what way, actually wanna... happened, and they just couldn't talk about it in the kids' Honestly, show. Yeah, valid. But then imagine Paku is actually their grandfather, and that's why Katara has it in her blood to be a sick waterbender. Oh, <gasps> oh my God. Fucking nailed it. No. Boom. If fucking I could drop it. this mic, let me tell you. That's so sad, though, that she like would run away pregnant. <laughs> that's so depressing. I know. But I was just thinking about that because I'm like, yeah, obviously, I mean, bending is, obviously, bending is like a hereditary trait. Mm-hmm. Like, bending just doesn't happen. Right. So it... It, I just was like, you know, where did she get all of her bending from? Like, her yeah. father doesn't bend, her mother didn't bend. Like, there's no one in the world. You, you yeah, but it's like continue. a Harry Potter thing. It's like, if someone is magical within the bloodline somewhere, I completely then disagree, and we can talk about this later, but I completely <laughs> disagree. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, if my, like, great, 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 great grandmother was a waterbender, I couldn't be a waterbender? And no one else had been? Up to me? Yes. I think it's a trait. I think that um, it's even like if it's a, even it's a situation. Yes, exactly. Because uh, that's I the like whole that theory behind. More, yeah, like if, it would have shown up at least within a two generational gap. Like it wouldn't oh, I be like. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. But now that I'm thinking about that, that's a very common like trope in magic or with when it comes to magic in fiction is this idea that like, like you know, however Anyone can many, be. Well, not anyone, but it's like, I mean, you can be, you can be a muggle born, you know what I mean? Like you can have non-magical yeah. parents and be magical yourself. I think, well, that's, a, that's what happened with Katara. I think, I think you nailed it on the head. Like that's absolutely yeah. possible, but I think it has to be in the blood somewhere. I mean, well, like sure. my grandmother could have blue eyes, neither of my parents, and then I could have blue eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. But I'm also arguing for that. I'm not saying that I, I'm True. saying that like, it could have been like way long ago that one of your relatives had the potential to waterbend and- it Got hasn't it. been happening since, and then you're the one who's able to waterbend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, interesting theory. Um, Paku, I guess. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, God, we, we're not making it far, are we? Um, Sokka. No, let's. We're gonna have to speed up a little. <laughs> yeah, Sokka scolds Aang for goofing around too much. Certainly, no time for fun and games with a war going on. Um, so Aang sad. is truly like, what the fuck are you talking about? I've never heard of a war. <laughs> But just, just when the plot is really about to get moving, Aang promptly dodges it and goes off to tackle some penguins. Oh um, so while Aang is wrangling the penguin, by the way, has anyone, have you seen that fucking video of Benedict Cumberbatch saying pingling? Oh, of course. Have you not? No. Benedict oh, Cumberbatch, like, pronouncing penguin very is funny. so funny. He How can't say, exactly does say it? He can't say penguin. He says pingling. <laughs> Something. It's funny. That's it's part name. of like a documentary. <laughs> oh it's very funny. Yeah. Um, so he's wrangling the penguin seal hybrids. Um, Katara asks, Also, yeah, that's a note. Like, they're not... Everything else is called like a lion turtle or like a turtle duck. But like the penguin that obviously looks like a half seal like situation, they just call them penguins. Yeah. Like the writers were just like, I guess we're going to... That's like that the scene designers. where they're like... Yeah, the designers, I guess, after the voice actors did their lines, were like, well, it'd be kind of cool if these were seals. And we won't say anything. Like the storyboarders were like, okay. Charlie was like very 
taken aback by like all the animals in there. Really? <laughs> it was in what so way? weird to me. He was just very like he was just so fascinated, but not in a good way necessarily. He was just very like creeped out. In awe of the fact that, like, oh my god, what the fuck? Is, like, why is it a penguin seal, and why are they calling it a penguin? And like, anytime <laughs> a new Camille's animal, boyfriend, came up, everyone. Yeah, listening. I was about to say, yeah, to clarify, I've said that, I think. Um, but you? he was just really horrified, honestly, by these hybrid animals. I don't know why. So interesting. It's kind of um, lazy. They're really just smashing two animals together. It's not like they're inventing anything. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. Right it's like literally half the time. I know, it's the like either, horse is kind of cool. Oh my god, they either don't. They don't edit at all where they're like, it's a dragon, or they or they just mash two together like, it's a turtle duck. <laughs> I think it's adorable. I'm not mad at it. I love the idea, though, that it's a turtle duck as though, like, people know that there are, is a turtle in the world and there's a duck in the world, and this is a turtle duck. That yeah, is what like I'm saying. It doesn't have its own Bosco, name. Like, the bear situation, they were like, is it a blah blah bear? Is it a, a bear? And yeah. the guitar's like, just... Yeah. <laughs> and they're all like, like weird, weird. like <laughs> they like take a stab at how weird their animals are anyway yeah. off topic <laughs> um so yes so katara asks ang to teach her waterbending to which ang replies that he cannot being an airbender we learn that katara is the only waterbender left in the southern village and therefore no has shit no bitch i'm the last her. airbender <laughs> what <laughs> Like, meant for each other. Meant for each other. Oh, that's another thing. It's like their motivations collide because, like, yes. she's the last waterbender in her tribe. He's the last airbender. Like, we have so much in common. Right. Oh, I I really ride hard for their relationship. They're both very like Katang forever. Katang forever. Annoying. I'm Katang. here for it, and I never thought Burr. I would be. But like, it's very cute no, and endearing. It. I Makes a lot of sense to me. Um, so Aang tells Katara he will personally fly her to the Northern Water Tribe so that she can find a master. Um, Aang and Katara forget their worries and catch some air on the backs of some sledding penguins. Which, by the way, I really love this. I wonder if it's patronizing to, like, children. But this idea where, like, Aang constantly (laughs) is, like, when Aang is, like, you are still a kid. Like, when Katara says, oh, "Oh, I have felt like comment. Yeah. It kind of breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. And then later on when Zuko is, like, you're just a fucking kid. And Aang is, like, you're just a teenager. It just shows, like, the difference in time, man. Like, how much the 100-year war has affected, like, kids that grow up. No, but then, of course, it plays right into the early character, like, characterization of Katara, like, being a motherly figure, having to take on that motherly role for Sokka and the village right Right. like and I also I mean the reason why I I wonder if it's patronizing to like an actual I don't know I I like it because I feel when you're so young it's so easy to feel like you have to figure things out or like the weight of the world's on you or expectations are on you and like all these things and this idea that like hey you're still a fucking kid like like I wish there was more room to enjoy and if there is room to enjoy remember to enjoy it you know yeah Um, I just really like that um, so, yeah, so they come to an abrupt halt when they encounter an, uh, oh, Jesus, an abandoned fire Navy ship. Um, Aang low-key coerces Katara into investigating the dilapidated ship. <laughs> like, straight <laughs> up. I mean, he's kind of savage about it. He's like, you're not a fucking bender unless you can, like, oh, yeah, that's get so true. He's like, benders me. don't have fear. And she's like. Didn't you just tell me I was a kid? Like, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, like, it's it's tough. Yeah. It's it's yeah. It's um, classic so, childhood behavior though. Like, are we gonna go like explore this yeah, abandoned house? Like, don't be a pussy. Bet you won't. Right. Like, yeah. Right. <laughs> Elephant <laughs> graveyard. Um, literally. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> literally. Oh 
Um, so Aang finally realizes that the Fire Nation really must have gone to war with the other nations. Uh, this is clearly a warship, and here it is, right in the South Pole. Um, Katara theorizes that the only way Aang could not have known about the war is if he was alive before it began. He must have been in the iceberg for 100 years. And this is so sad. It makes me sad. Oh, when he realizes. Yes. Yeah. It's a little depressing. It's a, it's a nice moment, honestly. It's, it's, the realization of it is... Oh. Um, so Katara is actually a real catch and tells him to find a silver lining in which Aang does. It's meeting her. My heart. I really like Katang. it. Katang. Oh so, Katang. Fate. Um, booby <laughs> traps go off because, of course. Um, then they. It would be a cartoon without some booby traps. Truly. Uh, then they booby right into Prince Zuko's eyeline <laughs> <laughs> um, as no. they run away from the ship and back towards the village. <laughs> uh, Zuko no. sets off towards the water tribe, ready to yeah. finally capture the avatar. Honestly, fucking poor Zuko. <laughs> He, he almost has him so many times. Oh, I have so, that so in my notes for episode two. I'm like, he literally surrendered. Like, first thing first. Literally, like, the second episode. And then, uh, like, can you imagine if I he just... hadn't escaped? Like, story over. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Um, yeah, so moving but on we'll to episode get into two. That later. The Avatar <laughs> Returns. The Avatar Returns. The Avatar Returns. Oh, you better. Um, <laughs> Aang and Katara get back to the village and everyone is very not thrilled about the fact that the Fire Nation has signaled their imminent arrival Sokka yes. banishes Aang because I guess he is like the authority to do that <laughs> I mean in a way though yeah he's like the oldest like guy in the tribe yeah like the men left yeah is I, Sokka in charge yes essentially like and I noticed that he's like the only one that literally defends the South Pole when the Fire Nation ship comes sure but that's I mean I, I what I interpreted it as because like I feel like maybe this is false but he is in charge of like the actual like defense and like anything that that's like a classic masculine but it's role. also such a patriarchal like culture right and yeah, there was one so. line in the intro like even i guess i should have mentioned this before in like the first episode where katara says like like hakoda left like all the men left and like he left me and Sokka to watch over our tribe and so it kind of like shows also, that wasn't, like, the water wasn't hakoda wait a minute she's isn't a hakoda tool, the literally. chief no is hakoda the chief no 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 no, no. i think not, he's I in it no, I, I think he is He's I mean, in charge that would make sense the, if he left his kids. He in was charge. in charge of the invasion. Like, he was in charge of those, like, yeah. warriors. I think he's a really big. Chief Hakoda of the Water Tribe. Am I crazy? Yeah, no, no. I think you're right. I really don't think so. Because that then they would have, be like, bad. been like, oh my God, Katara and Sokka are, when they go to the Northern uh, Water Tribe, they would have been like, oh my God, our brother and sister, our royal brother and sister. You know they, what I mean? They've been detached from their Northern Tribe for That's for uh, generations. Like, that was a thing Maybe. they literally explicitly said. Like if, look well, up. think about this. Okay, think about this. If UA had come to the Southern Water Tribe randomly, would anyone give a fuck about no, who she was? No, like, no. the Water Tribe with white hair. Yeah, they'd been like, what? Like, like what who's she? To you? Yeah. She looks pretty important. I'd probably. Give I think that Sokka and Katara are in charge because they're, for lack of a better term, royalty. Like they're, yeah, higher in the. So then, hierarchy. shouldn't Grand Grand be like the absolute matriarch of the whole thing? She's the queen. She's uh, like, the queen mother. What's it called? The she's like retired. Yeah, <laughs> she's. <I guess> so. <laughs> I think it's the, the queen regent or something like that. The queen oh, regent. Yeah, yeah. 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 Queen she's mother. the queen regent. The queen regent. I was gonna. She's like sort of sipping her wine. Literally, yeah. that's what I was trying to think <laughs> of. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, so as we confirmed, Sasha. Who? Sasha? Sasha? <laughs> Whoa. Sasha. Whoa. Wow, we just came up with the. Oh, 
Sokka name. Sokka does have the authority to banish Aang. Um, And Katara is, of course, devastated that he's leaving. She threatens to go with Aang, and Aang says, hey... Hey, don't let these sexy arrows get in the way of you and your family, okay? Okay, wait. This is an important moment because Sokka literally says, would you really leave your tribe? Like, would you really leave your family? Like, would you leave us? But that is such an important, like, life-growing, like, decision. Like, I mean, did this happen to either of y'all? Like, like, have your parents ever explicitly told you, like, you can't move, like, out of the state or, like, you can't move, like, away? Like, that was a big thing that, like, I feel like my parents just expected me to, like, move like one county over and like set up shop like like I was never like it was never an option for me to like move way like out of the country god forbid and like have a life whereas like of course I didn't let that influence me at all like fuck off like I'm gonna do whatever I want but like that's an important thing with life like you have to leave like you have to go Mm -hmm. out of your little village and it's interesting that it's also coupled with her obviously strong aspiration and talent you know and so that all, I don't know, together, it's, yeah, it's a bummer. And it's very uh, it's reflective Heavy. of real life. You're right. Um, it's a sad moment, honestly. And I yes. still ship Katang because he is really understanding about it and is like, hey, Absolutely. girl. Absolutely. I don't want you to choose me between your family. Yeah. Hey, yeah. babe. Listen. Hey, babe. Another wink moment. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Zuko's ship arrives at the village, and before Zuko really does the village dirty, Aang iconically sleds into the scene on the back of a penguin. (laughs) Zuko cannot... Wait. Cute detail. When Sokka paints his face to, like, to, like, to, like, um, what, like, fight off and, like, defend the tribe. It's, like, such a cute little thing where it's, like, he paints his face because, like, he's heard stories of, like, it's, like, yeah, like, it's ceremonial. But, like, he literally has no concept of what actual battle is. Right. Like, of course, when you're actually in battle, you don't have time to paint your face. Like, but he wouldn't know that because he's never had to before. So it's, like, all these little things that he's, like, been told. It's, like, what you do. But, like, it's it's not. Not really. Himself, maybe. Yeah, Literally. it's and like also, you know what I mean. While like Sokka is painting his face, at the same time there are clips of like Zuko getting ready, and I noticed that too. So it was like while Sokka's like getting alone or getting ready alone, like Zuko is getting ready with like all these like servants and stuff. Yeah. So it's like completely opposite. Yeah. It's like super prepared. I just thought that was a cute like, detail because it's clear that like he has no concept of what actual battle is like. And then of course as the series goes on, he loses that and becomes you know like a real fighter, and he learns like what you actually need in battle and like yeah. what is not yeah. necessary. It hurts my heart. And this idea that he has such a a strong conviction to do his duty because of his dad. Like, yeah, he will not sad. let his father down, his favorite person in the world down. And, oh, my fucking heart is bleeding. Cry. Um, okay, so Zuko can't fucking believe that this 12-year-old is the Avatar and the village is just as shook. They are about to battle it out, but Aang realizes the damage that could ensue. In an attempt to spare the village, Aang agrees to go with Zuko as a prisoner. Katara. That's so ironic. Also, that shot uh, is so beautiful when, like, all the kids are screaming and then Aang looks oh back yeah. and, like, that's his motivation. It's not just, like, I guess I'll come with you. It's, like, it clearly, like, things, like, add yeah. up it to is. One and it's a good character, like, development for him. Right. Like, uh, like, exposition, you know, explaining that he is so empathetic of, like, the citizens of the world. He right. He'd met these people yesterday, but, like, seeing them in pain is worth yeah. their safety is over, like, his own. Yeah. <laughs> Such a selfless little boy. My God, get a grip, girl. Get, 
Katara is horrified, and Aang pretends it's all good, which is another great visual moment. God, they're really wonderful at visual storytelling, but he has that kind of like, he says like, watch out until I get back, which is, I always, my first thought was like, lol, I just love that Aang is so confident that he's like, see you in 10 minutes, you know? And then, (laughs) but then my realization of like, once the shadow of the ship kind of comes over his face, so it's clear that he's like out of sight of the villagers and he drops his smile and it's clearly all for show just to make them feel better right. and it hurts my heart it's breaking I know. and Katara's like so visibly upset just like tearing up like terrified Ugh. so sad um, <laughs> later Katara so is vehemently attempting to convince Sokka that they need to rescue Aang Sokka proves he will not always be a douche by showing her the canoe he is already prepared to follow Aang with yeah, that's important. I mean, you know, the part yeah. in the story where the adventure becomes unavoidable, right? The grain grain is no longer like, you have to stay here for the village. Right. Like, it's like, she's like, no, <laughs> sorry, girl. Like, this is important. Like, it's necessary in your life. Right. Well, also, what, another thing that made me emotional was literally when she said, like, I haven't had hope in so long. And seeing this little airbender, like, I just know you guys have to go with him. Like, I actually turned up when she said that. was interesting. <laughs> I, was I like, have always so been sad. a little bit like... Why is Grand Grand so fucking on board with this? Like, when he, I guess there is kind of that Hope. removal. If, if if it was like your mother being like, yes, go and do this thing, I think it'd be a little harder to believe. But like the idea of like your grandma being like a little bit more removed and not totally like, I don't know, as in I it as your lose. mother. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah. touching stuff. Um, yeah. So then Katara rips on the canoe, saying they'll never catch up to the warship and that thing. Drum roll, please. Enter Appa. <laughs> What's the, um, you think you own whatever land you land on? <laughs> 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 what what part of that? I can't remember. It's the bear. Um, That's so funny. Cool. So Sokka is once again a little bitch about the fact that Appa seemingly can't fly. But as mm-hmm. soon as Sokka accidentally mutters the magic words, yip, yip, Appa soars into the air. And we see how thrilled Sokka really is to have some more magic in his life. I love that they did that. They made Me it to too. where, like, Appa didn't immediately fly. What a weird little yeah, just, like, it was, fun. like, a little, like, moment of, like, suspense. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, oh, nice really build Sokka, like, like, not quite having full faith in, right, like, this the, airbender Sokka's boy. Right, because the audience, once again. Yes. So until you see it, you're like, holy shit. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. And then, of course, by the end of it, he's like, oh, Aang's doing some spiritual mumbo-jumbo over there. <laughs> right. Like, it's like he makes fun of it the whole time. <laughs> I really, I think Sokka so easily could have just been, like, a butt monkey like he could have so fuck yeah. he could have been honestly not to already be mad about it but he could have been a bowl in where it's just like har 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 and true i am so appreciative Very that he true. got the sort of character development and i don't know a, a thorough look at his life and motivations and watching them grow i really love Sokka. I mean, if yeah. there was ever a character that really hit home this last watch around oh boy I love Sokka. Well, he does have depth, you know? He wasn't just a throwaway character. Yeah. Um, On the ship, Aang is already showing these fire hoes a thing or two about what it's like to fight an airbender, excuse me, airbending master. And might I add, so I want, I mean, I'm sure there's like a whole part of learning to bend your element is learning how to ward off different styles of bending. And this idea that like, do you think the Fire Nation would have continued to learn how to fight airbenders no just they were in, extinct like, no. 
in the off chance that the Avatar comes back, I don't know if I was like a strategist myself, I would be like, okay, maybe we should spend a little bit of time on this because God forbid the Avatar comes back. <laughs> God forbid. I mean, no, I know I it's been a hundred years. Honestly, like, if, I was, if I was being sensible, I'd be like, okay, gotta watch out for the Water Tribe because like the new Avatar is gonna be a waterbender. If that's just me though, I feel like that's just what, yeah, which is I think the part of the reason why they kind of attacked We're the Water Tribe. So. Excellent right. point. I would have. Oh, is that why? That was my other thought. Why the fuck is Zuko in the South Pole? Why is he already there? I like anyone, to think A, anyone? because possibly Avatar could be a waterbender, B, just because he needs to be there. Also, and it's he, remember so. in that flashback? Um, the waterbender the thing makes sense. There's yeah. a flashback where we see Aang and Iroh, and Zuko still has the patch on his eye, where he's like, they're exploring one of the air temples. And he literally says, like, oh, I will scour the whole yeah. earth. And, like, so it's just they're they're just in the southern water drive. Like, they're yeah, just they're I doing mean, the rounds. it's a little coincidental right. for me. I like the idea that once visiting the the temples and realizing that there is absolutely no one there, the idea that, like, okay, now I'm going to go to the water tribes because I know that the next avatar will come from the water tribes. That makes I mean, sense that to me. That makes sense. True. Um, so, okay, cool. So Aang is just absolutely destroying everyone. Um, left and right. Oh, he it. literally says the line, like, I bet you've never fought an airbender before. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's amazing. <laughs> and like, that's, that's such like a, a built-in advantage right. like oh to the story i mean could you not state. only is he like an airbending master already just right. from his inclination as the avatar but like yeah. he literally has a power that no one has had to fight for generations, generations. yeah and so no one knows how to deal with him and like you do see the evolution of that like as they get to like the later episodes zuko and azula like learn how to fight him and they get mm-hmm. better at it right you know but like at the, these first episodes i mean it's so very obvious like everyone that just is like no one has a past clue them. yeah 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 it's great um zuko eventually corners him when ang is attempting to get his staff back <laughs> what <God. laughs> And we see the swords for the first time, I like to add, in his room. Oh, yes. yeah. Nice so. touch. Yeah. yeah. Um, Aang flees the sh- to the ship's deck, and Zuko follows. They're fighting it out. An air whip there, a flash of fire there. Um, when we hear the roar of Appa, he flies into view and momentarily distracts the dueling duo. But Zuko quickly regains focus and sends Aang flying over the edge of the ship into the freezing depths below. Yes. Oh, my God. Here we go. Mm. You guys gotta let me read this in its entirety. This is one of my favorite moments of the entire show. Oh my god. Go away. Aang is sinking to the bottom of the ocean. And we hear Katara's far off screams, Aang! Aang! And then it's Avatar's state time, baby. This is another reason why I think episode two is really episode one. Like, they yeah. leave the Southern Pole. Appa flies for the first time. We have our first yeah. Avatar state. Yeah. Like, it really is episode one. Y'all, I, I got so fucking emotional when the... I... Oh, my... Oh, by the way... Okay, critique. Oh! Critique! Whoa, what? Why does he know how to waterbend all of a sudden? Because he's in the Avatar state. No, I'm in the telling point i do have like a point about that no though. because he doesn't firebend in the avatar state until he learns how to firebend well yes, i will he say does. the reason he did yes he is does roku okay stop hold on i i have all the answers <laughs> okay so first of all <laughs> in the winter the solstice work. to come in the winter solstice roku bends through ang and does his firebending so it is proven that 
if you're in the avatar state, they say it later on. You have when the powers of the You Gaia. have all the powers, mm. knowledge, information, all that jazz of all the past avatars. So it makes perfect sense that he would know exactly how to he he's not it's not Aang's brain. It's imagine it's um what's yeah. the last water It's like Kiyoshi taking control of the water better. Exactly. Exactly. So yes. that makes perfect fucking sense to me. And it's so exciting. Oh my god. Also, so I when we watched it the first time around, um, Netflix First of all, are we even going to talk about Netflix? Oh, are oh. we even going to? If we have don't a moment, speak don't their well, name. Let's, how about we end the episode talk talking about, about that? Okay, we'll, okay, we'll do that. We can. Yeah. I, I'm going to make a note. That's the last priority. Um, because, God, Please we do. have to. Um, so, the, so, so when I first watched it the fir- during the first release, it was like trash quality. And I was so disappointed because I had Charlie set up in like the living room yeah. and it was on the big screen. And then as soon as I saw it, I was like, <gasps> No, well, you know, I rewatched it when they released the HD. Same, so I, I rewatched it. About. So I did not watch it in HD, and so this past wow. time, this time that we're now watching it, I was first of all elated because it looked oh so my God. good. I have a 4K TV, and the first time I rewatched it, it was on my Ooh. phone, um, and then the second time I was like, HD baby, let's get this on the big motherfucking screen, yes. and I literally, <laughs> oh, I died. I had my earphones okay. in. I was blasting the music. Also, I want to talk <laughs> about the composition because oh my the god, the French oh. horns, the French horns, darling. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. And oh my god, I just I had chills throughout this entire part. So well done. Okay, so it's Avatar. What? It's Avatar State Time. Okay, <laughs> Aang's face flashes with fury. I love it. He almost looks like Roku there. It's almost like this. It's just like so. It's It's unlike anything we've seen on his face, right? Mm -hmm. His eyes and arrows are glowing a blinding white. He smacks his hands together and shoots up through the water, breaching the surface. A tornado of water spouts from the waves and hoists into the air. He's (laughs) bending water, and he's bending with more mastery than anyone has ever seen in their lives. You spend too much time on this. Zuko can't fucking to. fathom the power he is seeing, and honestly, neither mm-hmm. can I. It's 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 so good. Ang so lands on the deck, eyes still aglow, and bends the roaring column of water all around him, whipping every single goddamn Fire Nation soldier off the ship and into the icy ocean. Katara oh, yeah. and Sokka rush to Ang's side and gather his absolutely wasted self onto Oppa. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. The whole sequence. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. Gorgeous. It's chilling. I had goosebumps the entire time. It's so I do good. like that whenever Aang leaves the um Avatar state that he is kind of weak. It's kind of like yeah. a it's like an end all be all. It's like right. I can pull out the all At the least stops. Some but kind of consequence to it. It's exactly. not just like And that's one of the things I really sorry, Camille. It's my one of my critiques about Harry Potter is like magic mm. is just has no consequence. Oh yeah. Okay. Like there's no, no as we we've talked about this. Like whereas yeah. in Aragon, like you can't do magic that like wouldn't be like a tax on your body. Like right, right. you can't there's just lift a house with magic. Yeah. Right. And so I definitely enjoy that. Like to some extent, yes, bending does have its limits because it is based off of your physical ability. And right. just like the Avatar state, like it, it takes the breath out of him when totally. he uses it because he doesn't naturally have that power. He's right, not a master yet. Right. And it's actually oh, interesting when you get towards like especially the end of the series, like Aang, like when he did get into the Avatar State at the finale, like he wasn't tired at all. Like you can just see like Ah uh, yes. He like he comes yeah. out of it and he doesn't even flinch like when Ozai yeah. is behind him. He fucking like like, like he, his eyes are glow and he just like casually lifts the ocean. Like <laughs> literally oh like, one yeah. year's time. 
Yeah, yeah that's a good point. <laughs> oh man, it's so good. So um, good. So, good. so Fire Nation soldiers are gaining again, and Katara is a bit of a waterbending fuck up. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. She actually At least she's freezes. smart enough to figure it out. Yeah, I suppose. She accidentally freezes Sokka to the deck. But then she kicks her ass into high gear and successfully freezes those naughty firebending boys. They begin their flight away, but not before Iroh can come out and realize that he slept through the whole fucking thing. Oh yeah, I made a note through that. I cried laughing when he was like, Huh? And then, did like, he though? Did he? I mean, I don't know. That was Iroh's whole thing. Is like when you pay attention to these first episodes, he's um, not really trying to capture the Avatar. He doesn't give two. He's chance. kind of actually sabotaging Zuko the whole time because he mm. wants Zuko to realize. Like, I don't know this about is not sabotaging because then he helps Zuko in this thing that I'm about to say, which is he. Lo- they both launch a massive fireball at the gang. So you're right, but let me. Uh, it's going to come up again, and when it does, I'll point it out. But I, Iroh is not trying. I mean, the whole for time. sure, for sure. I think that's one of the brilliant things about his character is that he's not in any way like a hand holder. Like he's very much a, I'm going to let you figure it out. I'm going to be here for you while you do right. because it's important for yes. you to figure it out. But what I'm saying is like he's like I'm waiting for you to figure it out that this is not what you need to be doing, and like capturing the avatar is not a possibility and it's not going to happen. Yeah. Right? Like it's not your destiny. um so yeah so they launch a massive fireball at the gang in one final attempt to capture them and ang says no thank you and he airbends it away that is also killer i mean ang is just proving himself i mean what a powerful little i love it um (laughs) he completely destroys prince zuko's ship um Later, as Aang and his new friends fly off into some of the most gorge scenery I've ever seen, oh, I love Aang the laments that, that he so never peaceful. wanted to be the Avatar. That's why he lied before. No! <laughs> Katara reminds him the world needs the Avatar and says she and Sokka will help Aang travel the world to master the three other elements and end the war. Ugh. So good. The but trio, once again, like good. aligning their motivations. Like right. Katara needs a waterbending teacher, so does Aang. Yeah. Like it's Sokka's like they, just they, along they both, for the ride. Why enjoy that? <laughs> like it's not like it's not like Katara's like, I'm gonna help you. I just met you, but hey, it's right. like they like both the have a common clear... thing they're going oh, towards. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. No, it's fantastic. Um the trio decide to head first to the Northern Water Tribe so that Aang and Katara can master waterbending, but not before Aang gets to hit up his favorite oh roadside God. stops oh, and subject more animals to his desire to ride everything in sight. Okay. Jesus Christ. But this is also so good. Like even just this last the last moment, the last line of the episode two is like yeah. it's so reminiscent of like being young. Like there's no rush. You have all the time in the world. Like you know what I'm saying? Like they don't they don't even know their deadline at this point. Yeah. Like but yeah. isn't it like, like when you look back when you look back at like your childhood or even like, you know, your time in college, don't you always think like, Oh, like I wish I had done like you know what I mean? Like like day one, tap lessons, like piano, like at age <laughs> yeah. three, like you look back yeah. and you think I wasted so much time. I was just, you know, I was writing koi fish and, you know, going and exploring yeah. the the oasis when I should have been like mastering waterbending like sooner. Like I, I had all this time and I wasted it. Like it's so reminiscent of that going back to these early episodes sure, and seeing how they just wasted time. Yeah. It's, it's so in line with his character though, which is, I don't want this responsibility. I want, I want nothing to do with yeah. this role that has oh, been thrust course. upon me. And these episodes are so important. I just think it's funny how like that is so how, like, childish. They don't give two shits no, <laughs> until like no, the no. winter solstice. It right? is really sad though, because you think, I mean, obviously you think like, Oh, how fucking cool would it be? to be like in control of all these elements and be able to like whip ass and go into the 
Avatar state and like communicate with the spirit world. He does not want any of it. Like Korra, like we'd all. But it's like imagine you are loving your life, and then all of a sudden it's like, nope, you have to do this for the rest of your life. You have to protect the world. (laughs) (laughs) That reaction. It's awful. I mean, it's so easy to romanticize it. And I like the fact that he's like, oh, this is terrible. Oh, my God. It hurts my heart. Yeah, he's just trying to avoid it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's move on to episode three. Unless anyone else has anything else to say about um, Um, these past two episodes. No, other than that, that last scene was beautiful. and was beautiful. The little doo-doo. I hate that music. Okay, so I have this very strange. First of all, I don't like sad things. I'm too sad of a person as it is. Is that the Kalea? It's like the doo-doo-doo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It goes... Oh, so good. I hate it. It's so, I mean, I like it. Like, it's beautiful. It's so depressing. It reminds me of, like, my deepest, darkest, most depressed moments. Just reminds me of the Cave of Two Lovers. I don't think it's that sad. I don't know. I kind of like it. I think it's I love all the music, though. Same. Yeah. It hurts That's the music that we, like, end the show on. What do you mean you hate that music? That's like the final scene no 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 no, no, no. not that not the not the exit music the credit music i'm talking about like when ang and katara like kiss at the very end like that's the music that's playing when they're like are looking over the city a bossing say right right no no it's not no i know how well, no, it goes. No. hold on let me sing it for you hold on oh my God. you really don't have to episode three dun, 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 dun. it's not that <laughs> it's like um I can't remember. But it's you not remember. that. Anyway. I would have Whatever. been devastated if it ended on that because that music depresses me so much. <laughs> Bullshit. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I something in my throat. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. A little, a little phlegm in the back. Okay. Episode three. Episode Southern three. Air Temple. Southern Air Temple. <laughs> okay. Episode three. The Southern Air Temple. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Sorry. I'm dying. Um, Aang and Katara and Sokka are off to the North Pole, but their first stop is Aang's home. The Southern Air Temple. <laughs> Meanwhile, Zuko and Iroh dock at a Fire Nation-controlled harbor, planning to repair their ship. Zuko is eager to do so quickly in order to get back onto Aang's trail. While docked, they meet Commander Zhao, the Umbridge mm. of Avatar, and truly the worst <laughs> fucking character on this show. I hate Zhao so <laughs> Oh my god, his sideburns make me want to... I don't hate him, though. Oh, he doesn't bug me so, that much. He, I think he, he's like the all, perfect he's example, especially with the Zhang Zhang episode of just like, fire being rage. Like, I, that's why it doesn't make me mad. He's like a perfect example of that. Oh, God. I just think he's so uninteresting. I hate all the problems he creates. He makes me so mad. Like, he, I just, oh, God, I just don't have time for him. I love, obviously, Azula is my queen. And I oh actually God. really like Same. Ozai's characterization. There's so many villains who I'm like, I'm interested in watching. And Zhao, I'm just like, like, I hate him. Um, Zhao is rising in the ranks of the Fire Nation Navy. He's a firebender and a grade A douche. Zhao is obvi curious as to what happened to Zuko's ship and invites Zuko and Iroh to stay for a drink. Zuko is an angsty teen and Iroh is a smarty and plays Zhao's game. Smart boy. 
Mm, Until Zuko, of course, ruins everything. Um, So back in Aang's plot, the gang nears the southern air temple. And Katara sort of does like a half-assed job in telling Aang what to expect when they get there. Wait, we glossed over the... Oh, that's an excellent point. But we glossed over the line where Zhao says, like, "Um, you've done little to temper your tongue, like, Prince. And it's like foreshadowing of the story of Zuko. Like, we didn't even catch that. That was the line where I was like, oh, Oh, shit. shit. Yeah, and then in the later conversation, Zhao also says some shit that's so fucked up. And then it, like, zooms in on the scar. Yes, but, like, we don't even know what the scar is from yet. Right. No, yeah, he says the, um, no, Ira says, do you not remember what happened the last time you stepped out of line? Or something like like the camera pans, and he's like, oh, Oh, yes, you're right. Oh, my God, such good visual, like, storytelling. Zuko's oh my god what is everyone's enneagram Zuko is such a four it's not even funny I, don't know enough I cannot to answer that yeah. <laughs> oh you losers I have everyone down <laughs> Aang is a nine um Katara's a two um Zuko's a four I mean oh my fucking god. guys write in the comments just <laughs> like Seriously, and tell no. me if you agree because I think oh it's but spot on. you were getting to the part where Katara is trying to warn Aang which again is another oh, thing yeah. we have in common yeah. it's like she knows loss due to the Fire Nation she wants to prepare him for it right she doesn't though like there's a there's been a, a horrendous genocide that literally has wiped out his friends and family and everything. And she's yeah. like, hey, like, Aang, I just want to, like, maybe we should, like, talk about this. <laughs> <And> of course, <laughs> I mean, just want to, but also, she it. just, like, wants him to keep being, like, happy and fun and, and innocent. They are going and they don't know, to the elephant also, graveyard. They, I mean, you're right. I mean it's not you're like right. they're just glazing over. It's not like they're just, like, going to the Northern Watershop. It's like yeah. they are going to the spot. Like, yeah. Uh, he's gonna see it how could she not prepare him more i mean like i guess it's in line with character but god it's like so illogical well she does try to hide it from him too where she like pushes the snow over the Mm -hmm. over the uniforms and that's again like a motherly thing trying to protect him from you know the reality of world right and i guess since they haven't like they haven't heard about the comet or or anything yet so they're not really in like a go 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 mindset so she's not um, like he has to know to move on well didn't sozin Mm -hmm. um use the comet to the destroy the air yeah that's the whole point and so yeah. like the, the reason the season finale was such a big thing is because now the fire nation is going to do that to the earth kingdom yeah with the which i think was a big critique like like is the like how did the fire nation like destroy all the airbenders and didn't he escape that's like a big like canon like uh, theory but like when you see that finale episode and God, you, and you see, see the ferocity the amount like well that's a lot of fire yeah like, that is like when you see what Ooh, one firebender oh can do i mean you line. imagine oh. like the entire force of that so army scary. attacking a temple and you're like, Just yep, like, nope, they burnt them all alive. Oh, like, yeah. yep, that happened. Like, yeah, for sure. And on top of it, they're industrializing. So they have these airships, like they're, they're able to get up. They don't have the airships well, They don't have it yet, remember. Yeah. But you can you can use fire firebending to fly at that point. Well, they still had those little machines that remember when the Northern Air Temple like episode, they brought the machines Even then up, though, so. I don't even think you need that because the war hadn't really gotten into full swing. But you're, you're right, Camille. Yeah. They were at a point in Wait, their economy where they had... they don't have air... I mean, are you referring specifically to when like the balloon thing with the Eastern yeah, Air the, Temple? the Fire Nation like, doesn't have like air power yeah, until they that was when they until, until the mechanist accidentally let that balloon get right. away. They didn't oh. have uh, I mean, they didn't have air balloons, but no. But I mean, the firebenders could have easily used it to jetpack themselves up there. I mean, yeah. they could have from the ground. They could have launched fire up at the temple. Right. I mean, oh and God. no one would have escaped. Is. And I think that we all think back to like the episode, the mechanist, where the fire nation does attack that that temple yeah. to kill them, and it's a. It's a, what do you call it? Like a, a single wave of benders coming from a single direction. They could right. have ambushed from all directions and just lit that baby up. Like yeah. it would have had no escape. Ugh. 
And I do wonder because, you know, later in season three when Aang is in the Fire Nation school and they're like, what? How did the Air Army, like, fend off or whatever? I And he says that they, they don't have one, obviously. But, like, yeah. I do wonder, I mean, surely they have some protocol for protection. Like, surely. And I wonder what that would have been. Um that's well, I think it's just the masters, like defend your, defend the, the yeah, yeah, defend the temple. I mean, I don't think it was like a formalized thing like that. Yeah. I mean, they were Maybe nomadic. Not. Right, right. Like that would be a part of their culture. You know, they didn't know. even have, they didn't even have farming. They didn't eat meat. Like they had literally Cakes. like no organization. <laughs> yeah, but if you are an established culture slash nation, like you live in a world that, I mean, they, not everyone believes the same things that you do. So you have to have some in place it was a it was a time of peace i don't think that right. they it was an ambush like it was yeah it was out of nowhere they yeah, used the comments like world war ii america's military wasn't like fucking insane you know yeah. and now it's like we have the number one military in the world because yeah. of like world war ii and shit well, no but i mean interesting insane. no but interesting that you say that because i mean yeah. i think it's the same thing with the fire nation like once right. you obtain the pole position as the number one country after the war it you have to maintain it like right. that's the reason yeah. the united states has like an insane military for how relatively small the country is Amen. like yeah. when you're the pole when you're in pole position you have to maintain it like right. that's what the fire yeah. nation did well we i think know that the fire nation is based ruined. after japan right it's supposed it to be is. it's I supposed that, to be like, japan, japan but my god are there so many parallels to the usa <laughs> god, should we even get into that <laughs> i mean sure moving but on. like i mean moving on. but it's no it, it's a direct parallel to Jap- like imperial japan right, like everything right. that was yeah. happening in world war ii yeah um yeah i mean we can't get into that i guess <laughs> god later. um anyways uh so yeah so ang doesn't want to fucking hear it he's all la di da um Let's play that so over tea zhao discusses the fire nation's plan for conquering the earth kingdom Zuko also sees the glaring flaws in Ozai's plans. I was going to bring up that quote, too. I wrote exactly down what he said. He said, if my father thinks the rest of the world will follow him willingly, then he is a fool. When Zhao was like, and here's our plan to take over the Earth Kingdom, la-di-da. And Zuko's like, You know, the thing is, it's like, the when you try to, and this is like what happens with any country that tries to take over the world. Eventually, your your forces are spread so thin, you can't maintain what you've already conquered. And then... Like, once you take half of who's here and move them over there, now you've got half the force in each of those locations. Right. Like, eventually, you just blanket yourself so thin. That's what happened to the Fire Nation. Like, once they finally conquered Ba Sing Se, that's when they lost. Because everything was yeah. not centralized around the Fire Nation. They didn't have all their forces in one spot. Yeah, it's kind of like the Roman Empire, honestly. Yeah, oh, it's exactly. You know, we can go we on and on. Like, it's like the Ottoman critique. Empire, the, yeah. the Germans History in World War. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Appa Van. Living in the city. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, <laughs> um, okay, so, yeah, so yeah, Zuko's stunting hard, calling his dad a doofus, and it's quite the look for Zuko. And Zhao asks about Zuko's search for the Avatar. And Zuko's like, listen, man, you know, it's been a tough go. I haven't seen the Avatar yet. It's a real bummer. So funny. And then a soldier fucking comes in and spoils Zuko's Ooh, life. Like Bring Zuko like under the bus. <laughs> oh my like, god! But you so know, funny. interesting, interesting fact, and this also or detail. This also kind of ties into episode two, right? His his 
troops on his ship are so stupid they never had to fight anything they never had to yeah. do anything yeah, they've never so they've just been they've just been beep bop booping around the, the world not a <laughs> yes and like of course like his father would give him a rinky dink crew but like yeah. you know they've never had any competition so of course they're just inept right yeah <laughs> So true and evident, honestly. Um, So fucking funny. They say that the Avatar has been sighted and Zuko, in fact, lost him. (laughs) God damn it. Oh, man. Okay, so back at the Air Temple, Aang annihilates Sokka at Airball. And Sokka and Katara spot an old Fire Nation helmet, proof that the Fire Nation had once been at the temple. At the last moment, Katara decides, of course, to not show this finding to Aang and rather to distract him. Motherly tendencies, gotta have it. Okay, but also, how didn't he notice before? Because... For him, there was no concept of time while he was frozen, right? It's as if right. he... He was like, like, I've been here for a couple days. I just don't understand why he didn't notice sooner. Like, imagine you go for a drive, right? Like, you go for a late night drive. You get into a car crash. You wake up and a hundred years have gone by. Like, you, like, you're in, like, a, you fall asleep. You wake up and literally, like, no concept of all the time that has gone by has registered. But then you go home or, like, to your hometown or your house or whatever. And it's a fucking ghost town town. wouldn't you immediately be like something is off like Like, no one's here everything's overgrown like where are the bison where are the people he says that he's like this place used to be so lively but like why doesn't he immediately break down like imagine going like imagine walking through the city of atlanta i will tell you why it's because of his enneagram i'm just saying oh my god he is no i'm serious she's like he's an entj and that's all you need to know (laughs) he is a nine and nines are about evading they're 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 they they would rather like kind of like live in like i don't want to say this in like a negative fashion yeah i I, forgive me if it sounds like negative i don't mean it to be but it's like yeah it's like you 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 want you'd rather live in like dream world and and like anything painful nope Nope, nope. That's that's totally fine. I'm going to distract myself with this like incredibly pleasant thought. They're very yeah. like I mean, they that's can be so kind of like nomad. Yeah, that's so right, like right. evasive. He's but just it's also life. so characteristic of that personality type, and so it's actually fucking spot on. It yeah. makes like so much sense. And then of course we'll get to Gyatso and all that, but so it makes sense <laughs> why he breaks down <laughs> when he does. Um, so, yeah, so then they come across the statue of Aang's teacher and guardian monk Gyatso. Uh, we see a flashback in which Gyatso is making some oh. dope-ass-looking pies. It was always like, so good to me. So good. Yum, yum. Um, and Aang is so depressed about having received the news that he is the Avatar. Oh, yeah. Gyatso comments that this is no mistake, but rather the monks made the mistake of telling Aang before he was 16. I really like this bit of information. Given to us um, early. Yeah, it makes it, it, it just obviously it's it, it's logical and makes sense that they would tell him before he's coming of age so as to, you know, prevent what happened. Um, but I like that bit of trivia that like the avatar finds out when they're 16, like that's their coming of age moment. It's just really interesting. Um yeah, but he tells also Aang, that Cora didn't have to wait. Yeah. She found out like when she was a freaking two year old. Yeah, she and was bending like, all sheltered of her so she wouldn't die like Aang. <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of the only parts I like about Cora is her intro, which is I'm the Avatar. You, you gotta, gotta deal with it. <laughs> That's very funny. You're like, oh shit, we're really cute. dealing with something else. Uh, now. You're like, oh god, <laughs> yeah, this is someone who embraces Aang. the Avatar completely. I'm like this is a number four. Like <laughs> <laughs> she shut Oh, we're dealing with one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so um, Gyatso tells Aang that when he's ready, he must go to the Air Temple Sanctuary where he will meet someone who will help him be a better avatar. Ooh. 
and then they throw pies on the other monks and it's great oh my god that was that was no that was scary good you think i listen guys i i'm i did the sound effects for the last airbender like i don't i don't want to brag but that is it um okay so back to in the present ang heads off to the air temple sanctuary where the trio find hundreds of statues the statues are arranged in the avatar cycle air water earth and fire they realize that the statues are the previous incarnations of ang's past lives ang specifically gives the eye to the last avatar my guy i fucking love roku i love roku can i say one thing before we like maybe go deep into something one yeah. of the, the shots where we look at Roku's statue, to the left, Kiyoshi is not there. Kiyoshi's statue is, like, not to oh, the left of Roku. And I made a note of that. And tough. I was like, well, maybe they didn't come up with Kiyoshi until later. And then I was like, wait, the fourth fucking episode of the series is, like, the Kiyoshi Island. And I was like, that's so interesting. I guess, like, the, the like, the studio just, like, fucked up. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, like, yeah, made note of it. I was like, I well, notice. Kiyoshi is not to the left. Yeah, I hate those things. Also, yeah, whose responsibility is it to like after the death of the Avatar to like make the statue and then move every single fucking statue <laughs> in there one spot <laughs> to the left? Can oh we talk? God. Like, what you poor know fucking soul is? It's that you know the, in the in the storm in that flashback where it's that like that's Leo and he smells bad. You know that little fucking Airbender. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. That's his responsibility. Oh that's his responsibility. Like, oh great, another Avatar died. Fuck me, I gotta go move all the damn statues in the yeah. temple one space to the left oh my God. also okay. does every single like temple have that like not air temple but like the um the sages do they all have like a a hall like that that has all the statues i'm assuming so but i guess we never see it i mean that's essentially like the the room that they probably have their with like the fire door during the winter solstice true yeah they probably have their own ode to the previous incarnations yeah. but that is particular particular for the air temple is the yeah, statues uh, there themselves. was that one shot like at the end of uh the second episode where like all the lights light up or maybe it was in this episode I forget but there was a mural in one section I think for like an earth kingdom area it wasn't oh, like statues yeah. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. like a, a painting or something where True. like all the eyes lit up so yeah different mediums could take place where, oh like, my they god move. that is an excellent point my god oh my god thank you very much <laughs> oh what we can do with our minds <laughs> um, <laughs> crazy <laughs> Um, okay, so where are we? Oh, yeah. Also, so yeah, like Roku's in the Winter here. Solstice, like episode, like it's a, it's Roku, like yeah. it's a big ass Roku thing. Like, right. so when he, like when Aang dies, are they just like fuck Roku? Like time to build <laughs> Aang a big old monument? I guess so. And then his monument is Republic City. Like shit. <laughs> oh Christ. Well, that no, that makes sense because Roku's the Fire Nation. Like that, that's their most recent, recent avatar. That's true. Yeah. Um. Boo. Which is so Boo. interesting to think about because like. Oh, that's true. Because when they go to the other temple, Yang Chin has that big giant, like statue. Oh, yeah, she does. Oh, good point, Taylor. That does make sense. Okay, so the three hear a noise, and it turns out to be an air lemur. Which, by the way, can I say this one line from Sokka had me rolling because they think a firebender is entering the sanctuary, and he goes, "That firebender won't know what hit him," and I'm like. Excuse me? Like, do you remember that shot? Like, Momo's shadow's yeah. walking up, and, and Sokka's like, oh my god, like, I'm so prepared. Like, like stop talking. I thought it was interesting when Sokka said, like, no wonder I didn't trust you at first. You used to be a firebender. It's, like, such an interesting yeah. way to kind of oh, bring up, like, the, the 
reincarnation concept and that like maybe certain traits can like transcend lives and even yeah. like friendships mm. like that it was just an excellent point where he was like that's why i didn't trust you at first like you're fire nation and i don't fire nation yeah, yeah. i huh. i don't think i i took that more as like a, a nod at like this okay one of the things i think this show does so well is that it transcends dualism in the sense that like there's just evil and good in the world and that's very classic for children's narratives is like there's the bad side and there's the good side and you want to be on the good side and in this whole show we see i mean you have bossing say where it's like supposedly like this benevolent haven and then you have the fucking daily and they're causing right. shit you know true, i mean true. there's so many and, and, and i love that we sides. have mm-hmm. We have Sokka, who's, like, kind of, like, in this world of bigotry against the Fire Nation, obviously, and decently, rightfully so, because of what he's been through and the havoc they've wreaked. But, like, you know, not when we go to the Fire Nation in book three, we see that not everyone there is just fucking evil. They're under tyrannical rule, you know? And so I like the fact that Sokka's, like, no wonder I didn't fucking trust you. You were Fire Nation in a previous life, rather than it being actually about, like, perhaps trait i mean maybe you're right that like you know certain characteristics do transcend lives but like i thought it was more about sokka's own bias like his own yeah yeah Yeah, which is true yeah which i'm glad they include like i'm glad they don't shy away from that you know um anyways so yeah so then momo comes in i guess it's not momo yeah um, Sokka attacks him out of hunger Aang attacks him out of friendship (laughs) the two run from the sanctuary after the lemur off in Fire World, Zhao is dunking on Zuko, telling him he's about to find the Avatar before Zuko does, which is just like God, the worst. The one hope he's this like, Your fucking dad kid want has, you stupid bitch. Like and Zuko's like, so Abby Kai, let's go. Yeah, it's 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 too much. It's too much for me to handle. Zuko <laughs> rightfully just about slaps Zhao into the next dimension and then challenges him to an Agni Kai, a fire duel. Um, Aang and Sokka run after the lemur and com- what? Oh, come across decayed Fire Nation bodies. Here they push go. further and find the most devastating thing I've ever seen on television ever in my entire life. <laughs> but also uh, lit so well. We mentioned this earlier. Very how, like, bold. The, like the skeleton is. is like placed in the right place and like the necklace is clearly being shown and like yeah, like how did yeah. his wooden yeah, necklace make of it? <laughs> totally whole not withered at all he's looking mm. fantastic <laughs> just oh hey Aang, how's it going i've been here this whole time it's rather um yeah it's it's mm. it's quite scenic honestly yeah. which yeah weird that I he's mean, surrounded I, by so many firebenders i was gonna make that point too like it's almost as if he was like fighting an entire room which is so i used to love it but now that i'm kind of rethinking about the logistics i'm like yes like he's so strong and powerful that he needed all those people to like defeat him but also like if each one of those benders had the power of the comet mm. how how he's probably just demolished them i in mean that one my room. god like Ooh. well okay the other take on that is that like perhaps he was alone meditating and they all ambushed him because they Aww. knew because ang says earlier this is the greatest airbender in the world gyatso and yeah. so they purposefully all go after him which is that's devastating i don't even want to do the cup of can it's too sad i oh, have it's to time it that is time that brings us ladies and gentlemen <laughs> the adults cup 
of canon. I do right, it so reluctantly. I'm so sad. I do it with tears in my eyes. My God, don't <laughs> act like, for all of you listening, uh, when I first suggested this, this cocktail as our hilarious. cup of canon for episode number one, these bitches died. They thought this died. was the funniest thing I had. It, it I'm still living funny. off the high. I am Me so too. goddamn funny. Okay. Our cup of canon this week. <laughs> A classic drink. You put yours into the shop first. I will. I'll put mine in the shop. For those of you listening, uh, I will explain it. We'll give you the visual. But my God, if you're watching on YouTube, you are just one leg up because this is our cup (laughs) This motherfucker. (laughs) It is a a bone dry (laughs) martini. (laughs) Yours looks so... Look at my little fucking jack skeleton. Okay. And yours is like... Da Vinci came and just <laughs> fucking like. So for those of you listening and without the visual, we are holding martini glasses, bone dry, dry martinis. Yes. Um, with little um skulls for garnishes. For garnishes. Little um little um, bone skulls I'd say for bone is a dry. Than it is a little small. bit uh, a little bit a little bit bigger. Cool but, but also um, for those of you who don't know, Peyton is just this like <laughs> sick fucking artist. Like she is just yeah, insane. Um, we're trying to make it to the animation industry. An That'd animator. be great. Fantastic. Yeah, if anyone knows yeah. about some up. Full disclosure, Peyton drew my skull. So <laughs> she, it's first of all, it's like it's immaculate. It's, it's, when Camille sent me the picture of her little skull, I was like, she's gonna fucking hate me. And yes. then I, but I this, pulled up that restaurant to scale. Like hers is like an actual skull. It's like this. It looks like a skull. It's the actual size of a skull. Like a and on top of that, it has an Air Nation. Okay, yeah. this is a little much, guys. This is a little much. It has an Air Nation symbol on the forehead. So and funny. suddenly, I'm regretting every decision we ever made. Anyways, mine. No, it's the best. So Camille's is, is more of the DIY situation. But yeah, yeah if you, I'm just playing, I'm just playing. this is I just want to let everyone know that you can do this at home too. Oh, like don't, you don't have to be an animator, you don't have to be an illustrator. You too can make fun of one of the most dramatic and horrific moments <laughs> on television. We're all right, going. Just going home. Genocide. We're all going straight to hell. Oh, we are. Going. We are in a handbasket, oh, my gal. Okay, so of course the bone dry <laughs> martini so is I'm brought just to you chug by. This so I can like. <laughs> of course, it's brought to you by Monk Gyatso. And if you've seen mm. me like going off camera right. this whole time it's because i've been sipping my sipping martini on that guy <laughs> so yeah, next time you're at home and you want to be in the spirit that of this just looks so shake your ridiculous. four ounces of tito's and draw so skeleton funny. anyways i would just like to reiterate that we are making fun of the fact that like it's a fucking i mean genocide listening skeleton like it is totally put together just the visual is very amusing to us um <laughs> I just, I mean, even when I was a kid, I was like, how did they just lay him perfectly right there with like his necklace and like, (laughs) I don't know. It is lit. It is. Oh my God. So this is the kind of dark humor I live for. Cheers. (laughs) Cheers. (laughs) Honestly. It's a classic Um, routine, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Cheers. Cup of cannon. Cheers. Cup of cannon. Hey. Cheers to my mug. (laughs) Woo. Did you show your mug to the audience? My mug? Did you show your mug to our moms who are watching? <laughs> the, yeah, it says mug of tea. Oh, no, it's this was funny. literally t- like Taylor had this when I got here. I was like, hey, I brought tea for my sober I, cup. And no, <laughs> I, yeah, but did you show it to the camera? Did you show it to oh, the camera? I mean, yeah, you can see the, the letters pretty well. Yeah, on our side. Yeah, where we got it. Okay, We're back to the episode. Back to the episode. <laughs> so okay, I think so, it's really interesting great. that like literally when, when Zuko says like, you know, um, Iroh says, uh, do not remember the last time you dueled a master and Zuko says, I will oh. never forget. And then it pans to his scar, right? You're immediately flashback. followed by the Monk Gyatso scene. Yeah. So it's like, again, like Double a, like whammy. literally the father. a parallel mm. between oh, Aang and yeah, Zuko's 
like struggles anyways <laughs> and yeah like the, you yeah. said camille like the father like iteration like it kind of references the yeah. fathers yeah yep. yeah and that's i mean that's what i was gonna say next is that Aang breaks a fuck down because he's seeing literally i mean essentially his father's skeleton like i mean that's yeah. his father figure like that's his guardian his person so like he he didn't have a mother that he knew of. He didn't have a it's father that he like knew it. Like more than a father, just because he's mother I, and it's, father. It's a friend. Everything. Sure. Well, yeah. it's a friend. It's like yeah. you're, you're not the only one that understands with, him. with your actual parents. There is kind of that underlying like, would we be friends if you weren't my parents? Yeah. Like you know, like you're not that great. Whatever. But like, <laughs> I think that like with with Yasuo, it's kind of like he got to choose like who he wanted his like father figure to be yeah. so it made the relationship all that more close. is that right i thought like monks were given th- like the new the new bibbas to also now that i'm know, thinking about it if, i think it's, if the I think women... it's nomad culture i think it's yeah. just like the tribe raises the the children i want to know yeah. i really want to know how do like how are like what's the consummation like Oh, if that like. if a culture ever oh. like encouraged homosexuality, it is the air nation. Culture. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. But if we're honestly, saying that women freely. are, but if we're saying that women are, you know, in these other temples, like, yeah. do you think that there's like a whole? Oh my god, I'm about to get real weird. Do you think there's like a whole celebration where it's like a big orgy where it's like everyone just like? <laughs> oh, I think it's probably <laughs> That's like. Why the oh, live oh my god, idea. I literally think it's like the process where they like have to like find their um their uh bison where it's like okay go find your bison like make sure you choose the right one because it's gonna be with you for life and like they all just like go into a room like an awkward school dance and have to like find their baby bison. maker like <laughs> oh god That's yep so yep funny. am i right oh, <laughs> oh, i am offended by this yep 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 ew. ew okay well that is interesting ew. that is interesting to me because like if the women are separated like that right. like how are we you know, continuing Or maybe this. they, like, after they, like... Because uh, one thing I did notice is that a lot... Maybe it's just because it's Aang's perspective, but in a lot of flashbacks, you only see, like, either the monks... <laughs> thank you. Either the monks or the kids themselves. So it's almost like... So there's no, like, actual adults there. So my theory is that maybe, like, adults kind of, like, travel the world outside the air temple, like, when they go out, and then maybe they, like, meet someone and then, like, bring their kid to the temple. I don't know. Like, maybe they don't all... Since they're no bad, nomads, they don't all just live their lives in yeah. the temples. True. Yeah. Um, guys, I don't want to be really dramatic about it, but um, one of my devices is on ten percent. <laughs> well, well, we're close. Yeah, we we're close. close. So, there's, so me saying that it just means that there might be a time where I need to switch over to my computer rather than being on my phone. Oh, speak okay, with that's you fine. Your phone isn't um, plugged in. What are you doing? Is this amateur? Because I have my earphones plugged into it. Oh, oh my god! But thanks for the right. critique. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's. Uh, well, um, okay. Okay. Kai. Oh, I want to talk oh, about boy. that. Okay. Okay. So. So Aang breaks down. It's so fucking sad. So Katara sad. is still back in the sanctuary. She's also giving Roku sex eyes. We love it. We're here for it. Oh when God. she sees his granite gaze begin to glow. And then, oh, this is my Avatar State moment of this episode. I love it. This is epic. All the sanctuary statues' eyes begin to glow. Then we get these killer fucking shots of other Avatar temples in the other nations glowing Yeah, up. that was the whole mural thing I was talking about earlier. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay, but um, also but weird how they're like, let the Fire Lord know. Like, <laughs> the Avatar's <laughs> return. And then it's yeah. like, girl, he's already been in the Avatar state. He was That's in the Avatar true. state in note. the second yeah. episode. Maybe, and hey, we didn't maybe get this they were shot. On break, Taylor. Maybe girl. they were like taking a little nap. <laughs> like, what was listen. that? Oh, okay. 
Our our yeah. battery is also running low on our headphones, so we need to um, uh, oh, we, need to oh, no. we need to we also need to um, wrap <laughs> yeah. it up soon. Yeah. Cut and print everyone. <laughs> we both really uh, okay, so let's keep moving. Let's keep moving. Okay, so it's crazy. It's amazing. Yeah. So then the fucking fire sages are like, go tell Fire Lord Ozai, and I guess they're doing their job. But that is a real bummer for everyone. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, it's really unfortunate that they literally get like it's like a, a text message. It's like, oh, by the way, like there's no like disguising the fact that Aang is back. Like, they know. Everyone knows. It's a right. bummer. Um, so, meanwhile, Zhao and Zuko look... <laughs> they look fantastic. Zuko looks whilst like a Hulk doing it out. Like a 14-year-old. <laughs> or 16. Oh, yeah. I forget that he's 16. Yeah. Yikes. Yikes. I, listen, I'm so... Zuko is hot. And it. they draw them, though, like <laughs> they're, like, 25. I know. It's like, unrealistic expectations. Moving on. He's hot. We, we get it. <laughs> Um, Iroh is telling Zuko to remember the basics, and Loki, for once, Zuko actually listens, perhaps foreshadowing that we should always and forever listen to Iroh. I'm just saying. Ooh, um, and this is what I'm talking about. So Zuko knocks Zhao down onto his little pussy ass, okay? <laughs> and yeah. he, but he does it without, it's not a firebending move. I mean, perhaps it's like within the same like field of martial you know, arts. Sure. Defensive. But it is not, it is. A moment that he's not firebending. Okay, everyone? Okay, we're here. We've arrived. Zuko (laughs) finds honor in (laughs) not killing Zhao when I Oh my god. What an amazing what an amazing moment though, because I mean my god, it shows that he is breaking the cycle of abuse. That his father his father did not show him the same his (laughs) His father didn't show him the same mercy, so he's almost like yeah. You know, like giving mm-hmm. Zhao mercy to his enemy. Like yeah, because he can sympathize with the situation. Yeah. 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 Well, it's, listen, it's over. And Zuko won. And honestly, I can't believe it. I personally astounded by this win. Um, Zhao also cannot handle being beaten by, in his eyes, a 10 year old and throws an illegal Temper move. Tantrum. Yeah. Okay. That is just uncalled for. But then, guys, guys. Iroh gives him a red card. Iroh isn't. He, I love Iroh. Iroh's not love fucking so around, guys. Iroh comes through with truly the greatest home run ever and grabs Zhao's fucking <laughs> foot and says, no more. No, no. My goddamn nephew has more honor than you could ever dream of. Okay? And Zuko is really touched. And boy, we are all fucking excited to watch this relationship grow. And I'm already crying about it because it so was good. it was sweet as hell. I loved it, personally. Um, so back in the Avatar state, Aang is still, of course, deeply distressed. And Katara is being a true MVP and is consoling. I can't talk seriously about this when I have this in my head. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's consoling so Aang. Oh, my God and telling him that they are his family now and honestly it's not too soon for me because Katara is a lover and Aang is a lover and like calls to like and I'm okay with her being like I've seen that critique where people are like Katara is like mm, they shouldn't be a family now it's been like a day and I'm like guys we've no. established so it. important so that's like the establishment of well this this the end of this episode is the family the establishment it's like the establishment of Iroh and Zuko as a family, the establishment of Aang, um, Appa, and Momo as the last air (laughs) benders, and then of course the moment of Katara, Sokka, and Aang as like this new family unit. It's all about like we're a family now, moving on. Like, Mm -hmm. well, it is just very emotional, and I'm very emotional, and we are all very emotional, and the trio. 
they promise to be each other's family. And oh. Aang laments that he really is the last airbender. Oh, oh my god, I'm gonna cry. I did not think I'd cry on the first uh, <laughs> podcast, and here we go. Oh. Um, oh, here we go. His friends and family, his home, his whole culture, it's gone. Yeah. And I'm basically making fun of it with a drink. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Taylor I'm sorry. It was too obvious. It's so good, though. (laughs) Is yours delicious? Is yours gin? Did you do gin? No, I'm vodka. Thank Thank God. I figured you were going to do more drinks with vodka than with gin. Honey, honey, my martini is as dry as the pages of the books to which you so (laughs) desperately (laughs) cling. Oh, God. Um, okay, so canon? later after we've all cried it out, Aang is staring at Roku and wonders how on earth his past life is going to help him. Mm-hmm. Katara knows he'll find a way. The lemur steals a peach from Sokka, and Aang oh. announces the newest member of their family, Momo. Momo. And oh, here's God, my hot take. I actually fucking hate Momo. I think Momo's so stupid, and I just hate <laughs> I know. I love Momo. There's just something like he's just always like a bit of a doofus, and it doesn't sit with me. No, the whole Momo episode in Bossing Say. Yeah, that was a. Oh my god. Yeah, but I'm sad about it because of Op. Like I love Op. Yeah, Op is. Op needs a friend. When they go off to where pets aren't allowed, Op needs a friend. The whole swamp episode when they're like separated for that little part is so cute. It's cute. I love Momo. Momo I know what you're saying, me, but I'm glad I know he what you're saying. Fans. I wish, yeah. and the hot take, and this is like gonna get me put in Avatar hell, but like, <laughs> I wish that maybe like in the last scene, like when he's battling like Ozai, mm. don't do it, mm, don't pull a headwig, don't pull yes. a headwig. <laughs> yes, oh. I wish that I wish that because remember he's like Momo, go like yeah, like get away, leave, buddy. What if Momo had flown back in and Ozai had killed Momo, and then it's that like would have well that would have triggered Aang into the Avatar a fried state. Fried chicken. Oh, right. <laughs> What the fuck is a fried chicken? You guys, I'm spitting mad, like, literary gold over here. And you guys are talking about fried chicken. No, I just imagine, like, cartoons, like, when, like, fire hits something and they turn into, like, Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I'm over you. But, yes, Momo oh, fried chicken. That bone-ass dry martini. Yes. Because making fun of more Honey, things dying. Shit is dry. Yeah, that would but be Wouldn't yeah. that have been great? And then it would have been yet yeah. another moment where Aang is forced into the Avatar state by his anger, making right. the moment when he overcomes it all the more better. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. Uh, pull a headwig. Absolutely. I think we should have pulled a headwig with this. Wow. Damn. That was funny. All I can think of is rotisserie chicken. Um, I'm hungry. So we've, we've yeah, <laughs> go, go, go get a peach in the style of Momo. Yeah. Um, which we all know why he's named Momo. Yes. Yeah. No. Momo is Momo is peach in Japanese. Did you know that? Oh. Fun fact. See, you know what? I'm not. <laughs> oh. This is also an important thing to mention with this podcast is like, I am not like an Avatar The Last Airbender, like, like obsessed right. person. Like, I don't walk around with like an Avatar tattoo and like my Avatar book bag and like my Avatar like binder. Like, <laughs> we're not obsessed. Yeah. No. And, it's but just I commentary. Think the, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just commentary. It's just fun. We're discussing something that we hold near and dear to our hearts in the way that we know how to. And so this is the product of that. <laughs> stay tuned um, everybody stay tuned. next week yeah, yeah it's like real. the legend so, of Korra it's yes like what is it like the um, <laughs> Balan and Mako in the fighting <laughs> ring <laughs> 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 
was pretty good. Last episode. Last week on Cora before the Oh, but I love how the episode recaps are Roku. Oh, so good. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then there's like that the bullshit Republic City guy. I just can't. I just can't. Anyway, yeah, not not uh, a huge fan. Actually, Charlie really liked that. He was like, "I really like listening to that guy." <laughs> oh lord, it's a it's a cool okay. proof of concept idea, but it just doesn't align with Avatar in general. Okay, it's a yeah. conversation. I'm we'll get to Legend of Korra later. We'll okay, get to Legend so um, the last scene is of Aang staring very sadly at the temples. Mm. They fly away on Appa, and honestly. I'll say it again. So I've said it before. My heart is not well. It is really sad. <laughs> it's, it's, sad. it's really sad. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, okay. Hopefully no no one's device dies because that would just be... Actually, if my phone dies, it won't be that big of a deal because... Our headphones are going to die, Yeah, what homie. Pers- what? We got to wrap it up. We got to yeah. go. Okay. Go. Let's just briefly discuss... Oh, my God. The fucking wait how much how much percentage is it when sweetie pie are we get one more warning and then it and then they shut like off. a five percent situation yeah. yikes okay 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 what should we do uh, uh, let's basically say my theory that the reason they left and the whole like not respecting the okay yeah so vision. wait hold on hold on before you get into it let's just, just <laughs> like, say what up. it is we are talking about oh, yes. the horrific creators i mean not they're, they're not correct <laughs> the shit. split itself is horrific right. the creators of avatar of course deviating from splitting totally cutting it off with netflix they're not a part of it anymore it is what i can't tell you how sad i am yeah so for those of you who don't know netflix is going to be doing a live action version of avatar the creators were originally going to be a part of it and now they've just announced that they are branching off and not going to be part of it anymore because netflix is not staying true to the avatar canon and we are all I devastated. It. I totally respect them. I think it, is, it sounds as though they are lovely people to work with and to collaborate with. And in no way are they, you know, it's my way or the highway. But like, right. it is a goddamn bummer. I cannot even explain how excited I was for this. To the fact I that they know. were going to get their hands it on the live action. It was the whole action. reason why oh I was like, God. thank God the original creators are going to be there. It's not going right. to be another shablamalam. Shablamalam. But it is... Yeah, it's really devastating. No, I yeah. am, uh, but my really... theory on the creative side of it is that they are targeting this new live action series towards more of like an adult audience because a lot of the series, like the fans, like, have grown up because they like grew mm-hmm. up with this. And now they're like our age, like yeah. like twenties and thirties and stuff. I and have... so I think it's going to be like a weird like Avatar turns Game of Thrones situation. Yeah, that's an interesting theory. I have a theory. Sex scene, I will kill myself. I have like, a theory. Like, will want to die. I have definitely a theory, and I think that. Um, Eventually, like, you know, with this podcast, eventually once it becomes time to where the live action comes out, we will hopefully be able to do episode recaps and commentary. And I feel like we're not going to be, we're not going to be, um, like hindered and we're not going to feel like we can't like shit on it because now we know the original creators weren't a part of it. So we can shit on Netflix all we want. Camille, our headphones just made a noise and we are close to ending this podcast. Okay. Okay. How about, okay. Let's just make a promise to all our dear, dear fans out there that we will discuss it more (laughs) next time. We will discuss it more next time. (laughs) It is really devastating. The AirPods are about to give out. This is really nerve wracking. Camille, Um, Peyton's just did. We got to (laughs) go. We got to go. Okay, I can kind of you through. Don't, okay, before <laughs> like, mine do, don't forget to head on over to the subscribe button and click that bad boy. And why don't you just drop approximately like five stars while giving us a review? We love it. We loved having you. We loved yes. having us. Oh, and give some we'll comments s- below if you disagree yes. or agree with yes, our comments please. and why. We'll respond. Please don't disagree. Yeah. Oh my god, such. Pain you know what? You're right. Them. If you agree, comment. If you don't, fuck off and keep it to yourself. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear up. it. <laughs> okay, guys. Show. 
Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time on A Cup of Canon. Bye. Adios, amigos. <laughs> Bye. To be continued.